attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments made about how our job of coming up with jokes and goofing on movies might be as hard as fighting in Afghanistan are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Mark Wahlberg? How fucking dare you? <laughs> got cooler he just got cooler i already like marky mark <laughs> yeah he's yeah. trying every day to make sure you don't call him that oh, say cool stuff being a cool <laughs> movie sorry that is quite the <laughs> rebound that he has been able to pull off i almost forget marky mark and the funky bunch i can't because of his underwear his ads underwear. you can't forget that when you're well, a woman and, you know but in brad pitt did it too that just that one day where you're like oh you know what he's not just a heartthrob he's fucking cool <laughs> you know? but what was yeah. it for Wahlberg? because for me and most gentlemen of my ilk i yes. think it's spike club well that's for brad pitt, for brad pitt is, the, yeah. is what turned the corner for seven him. a little bit but you're like i don't know yeah. but then fight club you're like all right you're, well the you're, thing you're, is he came Wahlberg came onto the scene in the basketball diaries which is a decent film that he's really right. good he in was. so like his he debut was, was really uh, good yeah then he you know proceeded to be meat for a while. You know? yeah. Meat. <laughs> delicious, What is delicious the one that, uh, that he really... That turned the corner for All him? of a sudden you're like, all right, I can like this guy. Yeah, it, Boogie yeah. Nights probably. Oh, Boogie Nights, I loved him in that. Because yeah. it combined the coolness with yeah, the mo- underwear. Yeah, that movie so. was so cool that it was undeniable. Like, everything involved yeah. in this movie is cool. It's just great, yeah. And then the other guys is what did it for me as far as oh. him being oh. funny. Yeah. Oh, that, that movie's just too... Now, I, I excuse... Um, what was the M Night Shyamalan that he was in? That was the most atrocious. <laughs> the happening. Horror. The happening. Horror. Oh my god! That that's a movie. That movie happens that should when should not have been happening. No, it should. <laughs> that's what yeah, happens true. when you when you shoot the outline. Oh. <laughs> like, should we write the whole script? Nah, just shoot the outline. You get close enough. We'll fill it in as we go. You know, I've heard Rutting. this opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this opinion for a while. It was finally on a Halloween. That is a, that is an astoundingly undirected movie in terms of performance. I mean, Amazing. I mean, everybody in that. I mean, it's Mark Wahlberg and, and the the girl in it is the uh, the new girl, right? Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. Oh, of course, we love Zoe Deschanel. Of course, right, we love Mark not? Wahlberg. And you just watch them both, and you're like, "They're how are they? How are these two people not acting? At it's all. crazy. At all. <laughs> yeah, it's that's the damnedest thing. You know, everybody's the movies like reacting like, "What the hell's going on?" Like, I kind of have the same feeling when you're like, "Wait a second. There's something weird going on here. These two great actors aren't acting at all. Wait, here comes another actor. He's like was almost not acting at all either. <laughs> something weird. It must be in the trees. <laughs> hey, welcome to the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guys empire. And the last time I was inside a woman is when I visited the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> you reach ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from the Admirals Club, where a quiet, relaxing oasis awaits you. <laughs> Catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Search the movie Showcast or the movie Guys, and we come right up. And don't forget, we're also available on badtomato.fm radio at wbad.net, Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific. And as always, please subscribe where possible. Tell your friends, share, and like posts at the Movie Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, wherever you find us. My name is Paul Preston. I am your host, here as ever, with Lee Caius, Adam Witt, and Karen Volpe. Later in the show, we'll be joined by comic actor and one of the forces behind the Super Ego podcast, Matt Gourley. Ooh, I hope I don't miss that. As yeah. <laughs> I hope he likes James Bond. Yeah. As Matt Vember continues. <laughs> and uh, as ever, we are the place to go to. 
for the deep dive looks at what's new in theaters. Coming up this week is the latest film from Alexander Payne, Nebraska, sure to be in talks around Oscar time. But first up, prepare for fingers to start oh-snapping. I can't tell you how good it is to have all of us under the same roof again. Christmas in New York. That's going to be great. Reuniting there is the cast of The Best Man for The Best Man Holiday. I can hear the eyes rolling already. <laughs> eyes and, roll. the, and the neck going. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm. yeah, There is quite a bit of sass in that trailer. I remember Rated when this film sassy. came out. Never saw it. <laughs> the first one? Yeah. 14 uh. years ago, I was what, six? <laughs> and, okay. No, I don't remember. There was a big <laughs> slew of those, uh, you know, like... Like like real regular stories of like middle class you know African Americans at that time, but I don't remember this one. There was like Rain to Exhale and Love Jones. Yeah, Love Jones. <laughs> Love Jones. <laughs> the poster, the poster in the Admirals Club. But I don't remember this one. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think we were in uh, working on a cruise ship, so we were in the Bahamas think, when that one was playing. Yeah, I don't think we went out of our way to find a way to find it. Yeah, I was but all, I will tell you Terrence that Howard, we no, the Fight Club, like went out of about. our way to figure out how to do the bus schedule to go see that horrible uh, John Travolta yeah. movie, Battlefielder. Uh, oh, my bad. I think we should have maybe gone out of our to see this. We'd have been better off. You know, I'm a summer completist. Good Lord. I, yeah. It was my fault. You stopped off in a tropical island and pr- proceeded to go into the yes. dark to watch that? Yes, and we took a you bus. You are a movie guy, Paul. It is a great... We have uh, title. <laughs> it's a great tropical isle. I am not kidding. It's a great tropical isle it, that we go to twice a week. <laughs> I don't want to say it's... <laughs> it, was a, it was a normal Sunday. I'm going to find the movie yeah. theater. You keep taking me back to a place over and over again. <laughs> and, so. and it's not easy to get to. You get on this little crappy bus and... Oh my God! One time we were on our way to the movie theater. We got on the little crappy bus. Adam, you're gonna love this. Mm-hmm. And this little shitty bus, and it's just tiny. It's not one of these big buses like we have here. It probably seats twelve people. So when you get on, you have to crawl over people that you don't know. You're very tight in there. Karen, were, were you getting and on the short bus? I was. Okay. I was on the short bus in the Bahamas. <laughs> it may not and have been public transportation. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. You have to flip down this little pilot seat kind of thing. So you're sitting right on top of each other. Well, the kind bus driver knew that this would not always be very convenient for everyone to be that close to each other since some people were not bathing properly. So he took it upon himself to make it smell better. (laughs) And he did this move, which was fierce. Uh He bought himself one of those little triangle air filters, the, 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 the ones with the pine cones, you know, the little pine trees? Okay, they hang from the river. So he went and he bought himself about... I'd say 50 of those, <laughs> and he hung it completely along the ceiling, <laughs> like in that horror movie. Like in Seven? Like in seven. Yes! Where the guy's been there for yes! like a year, and he's still like a total skeleton, and the whole ceiling yes! is covered. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. We get in that bus, nobody else gets the reference. Yeah. Paul and I get in the bus, and Paul's head's hitting these things. That's he's so tall. Hilarious. And we're like, oh my God, it's like in the movie Seven. <laughs> yeah. check, check under your seats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, our first yeah. of the, uh, film of the week is uh, not, I repeat, not. Based on a book. So, Lee, does that even qualify as a movie? No, it does not, Paul. All right, it's The Best Man Holiday. (laughs) Our surf music has been uh, co-opted, rapified. I like it a lot. It's been co-opted by by hip people. I think that's awesome. Well, the whole gang is back. Oh, and uh, they were also together a first time. Oh. <laughs> As the Best Man Holiday reunites the original cast of 1999's kinda hit The Best Man <laughs> for a sequel that takes the characters to the next level, decorating a Christmas tree together. 
<laughs> the original The Best Man was part of a wave of films in the late 90s following in the wake of Soul Food that presented African Americans who weren't popping caps or starting a revolution or being a black Dracula, but rather <laughs> they were upwardly mobile and miserable like the rest of us. Yeah. The cast of future NAACP Image Award nominees is directed by Malcolm D. Lee, writer-director of the original The Best Man and most recently director of Scary Movie 5 for which he was awarded a talking to from Bill Cosby backstage at the Image Awards. <laughs> the all-black cast has added one white member as the spouse of Candace, played by Regina Hall. So I wonder, is adding a white guy to an otherwise all-black cast the equivalent equivalent of adding a child to season five of any sitcom? Oh. <laughs> all this talk of the cast, I mean, they have great names, tough names which gives us another opportunity Ooh. to introduce the cast as if they're in an old NFL Films Presents <laughs> favorite new segment. One of our new favorite things that we love, we love to do, we talk about as if we've been doing forever. <laughs> Twice now. All right, here we go. Uh. Long forgotten rivalries, given the chance to boil over, will come to a head on the gridiron of life as familiar members of a tight-knit crew clash once again amidst the blustery frozen tundra of a cold December. You're the best man holiday starting lineup. Day Diggs. Terrence Howard. Morris Chestnut. Harold Pirineau. Eddie Cibrian. Richie Lawrence. Eddie George. Sorry, Eddie George? Yeah, Eddie George is in it. He's actually a football player and he plays himself. Him and Greg, Greg Gum, Greg Gumble, Greg Gumble. Don't let work with Greg Gumble. Gumble. I don't know. Greg Gumble. Greg Gumble. Greg Gumble. Greg Gumble. Only when you do it. When I do it, it doesn't work. No. All right. Enough of that. Unless I almost called him Greg Grumble. We'll be back. Oh. Oh. Okay. Second chance. Second string. I'll get it. I'll get it. Day Diggs. Terrence Howard. Morris Chestnut. Harold Perrineau. Eddie Cibrian. Richie Lawrence. Eddie George. Greg Gumble. <laughs> Greg <laughs> Gumble. I can't do it good enough to go, Greg Gumble. <laughs> anyway, the real Housewives yes. of Atlanta, the movie, sees a reunion of all these characters, and with that, all kinds of dormant tensions and romances and middle-aged problems, which they will need to overcome under the close confines of their Christmas getaway. So it's kind of like the black chill. Let me recap what we learned from the trailer. Pretty sure this is what the film is about. Guys play pool, ladies drink in the kitchen. Guys joke with a white dude about how many of them had his lady. Oh. Ladies drink on the couch. Guys dance with hats and suits. Ladies ask to borrow a phone. Guys play pool. More pool. Everybody eats dinner. Somebody has sex and nobody says much about Christmas. Ooh, I want to see this. That's pretty much it. Well, actually, we're lucky to see this film at all um, after Tyler Perry's lawsuit. Hmm? He okay. heard that there was a movie being made outside of the Tyler Perry Acting Guild, and so, of course, he took action. Uh, uh, Malcolm yes. Lee made Scary Movie 5, Roll Bounce, and Undercover Brother since the first The Best Man. Clearly, this sequel was not a priority. You'd think by now the Best Man franchise would have had at least five, maybe ten films under its The Best Man belt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Malcolm Lee, you've robbed us of such on uh, video-on-demand pleasures as The Best Man Cookout, <laughs> The Best Man Mortgage Payment, the best man garage repair, and of course, the best man hernia operation. Right. Yes, it's a Christmas movie that's released before Thanksgiving, flying in the face of the stereotype that black people are always late. 
It's early. Uh, the studio. <laughs> Paul, it's a compliment. Paul, that's because the studio wanted to get a jump on the December release. Jumping the broom Hanukkah. Oh, <laughs> we have that going. Wait, let's give that its proper due. What was that? No, two things are playing at once. All right, screw it. Uh, well, that, that movie's over. So okay, well, there you <laughs> are. movie's come and gone um, already. All right, now, here's something I was just saying about. This movie was released in 1999. The exact same cast, everybody came back, and it's how many years later? 14. 14. 14. Yeah. I would like to compliment Wait, this movie. Is that right? 13. 13. 13. I can't do For math. Two things. math is hard. Math it makes me two sleepy. Two things. I think, 14, right. I think it's very cool that all these Why people are still with us. I yeah. mean, that's well, I think fantastic, all, right? I think the other movie kind of started a bunch of their careers. Yeah, right? and all, that is pretty cool. And yeah. then they're all coming back to it. It's not always easy to do that. Must and have been a second, fun movie to make for them. I'm just yeah. saying they always say black don't crack. These people look fantastic. Tate they Diggs, they yeah. look friggin' fierce. You know, White Diggs. people could not do the same show 15 years later. I mean, I'm just saying. When did Rent come out? Rent was like five years ago, right? And uh, Tate Diggs uh, did that on Broadway like 10 years before, yeah. and they said, well, I don't know if we stick them in Rent because they're all old he looked, they did it. Uh, no. He, he looks great. All of them look really beautiful. It's kind of disgusting, actually. I don't yeah. look, I don't, you what know. What was the movie he made? stack his... up to any of these no, guys. It looks like they just made the other movie like a year ago. It's stupid. Was it Wedding to Exhale was the sort of first Tay big Diggs? break of Tay Diggs? Was I, that like... Oh, uh, no, no. Uh, uh, How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Oh, yeah, yeah, Those okay. are the same yeah. oh, that's right? a, Now, that's a movie like whenever I, I, I go, oh, what movie? That's a really strong black woman and any woman movie. I like that movie. Yeah. But that's yeah. just about a woman going down to the Caribbean and getting laid by Dexter, Dexter St. Jock. <laughs> that's I mean, all it's that about. Stella Got Her Groove Back. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Or it's yeah. a May-December romance yeah, but, but, movie? Yeah, but she, she got... gets... Again. So groove got... is a euphemism for her groove. Yeah. Getting her, your her power back, her not groove. just her hoo hoo. Her oh, okay. Just getting in there and feeling like a woman again. Yeah, Come get, on. getting in the groove and feeling yeah. a woman. I'm with you. Are you guys in the holiday spirit? Not no, yet. Not yet. Not it's yet. too early, right? It's, Thanksgiving boy, will do it. The grove is already Christmas up. It's in the spirit. No the grove yet. Yeah. No, no they've got Santa's. They've got the tree. Shut they've up. They've got the, oh. Target's got the whole section and, set up. This is two weeks really? ago. This is yeah. two weeks ago. The entire Aww. Grove, they've got Santa's house. Really? I mean, my favorite. now they haven't put Christmas music on yet, which is good, but you got I'm it. not even done with my November candy yet. So I still have plenty of From, Tootsie Rolls and Lollipops, yeah. which is all that exists come November 15th when right. you're going through your Halloween candy the and your last... bucket of candy. All you've got left are Tootsie Rolls, Lollipops, and some Charleston and shoes. And the combined <laughs> Tootsie Pops. Bit of honey. Yeah, exactly. Tootsie Pops last forever, too. But, but you can't, this this is such a uh, in, in between times of you know summer movies and the big winter movies that are coming out. Like this is that sort of time where like you can't release it in a couple weeks because you're going to get stomped by something well, I'll say even bigger, one. but Good. even more so than that, I think it's I think it's just what <laughs> dares follow in the wake of Thor. Yeah. Oh. Counter programming. Yeah. You're right. So, oh, I'm sorry, that wasn't a joke. Oh. No, it's people a, are worried about that. Thor more? had the hugest box office, uh, like overseas, really? in a long time. When a Disney record, apparently for like overseas, it's already made over three hundred million. But is that sharing a lot of audience? Because um, I always think that those movies are going going know. to do well with their audience, and they make a ton of money. But you're not really siphoning off from. You're certainly not siphoning off from Best Man's. I don't know. I thought the Avengers uh, bl- Christmas wedding set up a lot of crossover. The Avengers played to every demographic. <gasps> yeah. I, I mean, really, it's it's a kind of astounding how it's played to every demographic. And I think they said the opening weekend of Thor added twenty million dollars on the opening of the original Thor. Yeah, and that's just the yeah, Avengers. He's, he's absolutely right, though, because the Avengers even gets me to the theater. I really like that whole idea. Well, I've learned a little something. <laughs> hey, you know wanna- what? And I have a feeling that, uh, you know, uh, 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 um, fuck, I can't think of his name. Nick Fury. <laughs> oh, Nick, Sam Jackson. Yeah, Sam Jackson, you know? 
That'll draw him in. Yeah. You know, I, that guy has been in more, you know, yeah. they say he's like the biggest star in the world if you take his box because of, of the movies he's been in. Because every demographic likes him. Yeah. yeah. And you know who that used to be? Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Oh, for a short right, while. Because of all the Jurassic but, I mean, Park take, movies. And but Sam Jackson Day. was no, a uh, I have uh, to disagree about Jeff Goldblum. I don't think I don't think that's like a beloved for for uh, black people going to movies. They give a fuck about no, just him. for box office. No, I'm for, just saying for hits. Oh, he was in. Uh, oh. a non. I thought you meant man. like playing to everybody. No, the non-leading man that happened to be in all the big blockbusters. Oh. His box office was um, uh, Independence, Independence Day. Day, Jurassic Park yeah. three, and yeah. one, two, three. And but but else. it's kind of, it's kind of funny because the, the movie guy's Wikipedia term for that is a Paxton, which and is which Paxton. is someone who will not distract from the special effects. Right? <laughs> right. Like, right. He's not really that big a star. If you put Tom Cruise in Jurassic Park, I don't know if you get a whole lot more money. You know, made, but yeah. You know put... what your movie needs? Ted McGinley. <laughs> Every movie needs Ted McGinley. Uh, can I throw one more thing at you? I also sure. think that maybe what the best man holiday might be having a, going against it as far as box office, I just thought of this was not only is it a movie that when you look at the poster, you go, oh, am I going to go see that movie? Because I don't know how many of us rush out to see like the Tyler, Tyler Perry movies and all those. Yeah, you they... just kind of like know about them or you don't. But also, I think this is a chick flick. So it kind of has. Uh, it is. It is. It is right. You're right. Dudes won't go like, see like this. this. I don't is care a movie who we are. The girlfriend wants the boy to be like. We right? saw your movie. We saw Thor last yes. weekend. Now we're going to see my <laughs> I, movie. I yeah. think this is kind of a chick flick, which also, no matter who's in it, has a lot of. Yeah, trouble. you're right. It is a chick. And flick. It plays you know? to an audience the way Thor does. So you know, Thor. If Thor played to its audience, maybe the second weekend will be a little drier. And if this really hits its audience, it could be. It could be big. But yeah, I if... think it'll fall second to Thor. <laughs> Thor will continue to have. Yeah. Big run. I, I just had a flash in my head when you said that that there would be after the credits another ending that would tease the third best man holiday <laughs> with some sort <laughs> of Sam Jackson. Tease and Samuel yeah. Jackson will be there. <laughs> yeah. Morris Chestnut, I want you to join the Avengers. You know what? I'd be there. I would see that movie. I'd be interested. Okay. <laughs> now, usually sequels are made within a few years of the original film so that the audience doesn't go too cold from the original hype. Mm-hmm. Now, like Morning Star, was that the movie you said? I had to remember Evening what that Star. movie was. Evening, Evening Star, Star was a sequel to. The last Terms picture of endearment. show. Oh, Terms of Endearment. Terms of Endearment. Oh, Endearment. Gosh, oh yeah, you're right. Last picture show. Last Texasville. Picture show, Texasville. Who knows what that movie is? I mean, is. what weird movies movie. to sequel at all, but the, 13 years later? Wait 15, a minute, wait. Yeah. Hold on. 20 years later? Last picture show had a sequel called yeah. Texasville? Yeah. And I think and it's... they got Jeff Bridges. And they got Jeff Bridges, yeah. yeah. The last picture show with Sybil Shepard. <laughs> yeah. He's clarifying. Oh, yep. hang on. Wow. And it was written by McMurtry. Friend of the show, right? Friend of the show. Sybil Shepard, actually friend of mine and friend of the show. I've seen her semi- Disrobed. Nice. Oh. Good for you. That's now, someone full you'd admission want. Her driver. The world. Will she still be your friend? Absolutely. Okay. She's probably proud of it. She's <laughs> hot. What are you kidding? I was forced to see this. It wasn't voluntary. <laughs> <laughs> Here, look at this. Is yeah. this mole growing? Just take a look at that for me. Now, Marvel Studios has taken this to another level by putting out two movies every year to advertise one in 2015. <laughs> but every once in a while, a sequel is made too late for everybody to care. Turns out that the Hollywood uh, rule is after 15 years, you're no longer allowed to make a sequel. Do you know that? Yes. Oh, There's a the rule. codes and practices. Now that you say it, I remember it. Yes. <laughs> Which is why the Best Man Holiday rushed its sequel into production last year, 14 years after the original, just getting it in under Ooh. the wire. Now, this made us wonder what other films from 1999 might be coming out before they can no longer be sequeled. I certainly wondered that. Big yeah. year, 1999. Yeah. And will they turn to the holiday theme as the Best Man Holiday did? To use a crutch to bring in people who may not remember the previous. Yes, because that 
bit's funnier that it way. It is I guess. funnier. <laughs> now, I believe <laughs> you all have your uh, bit we're about to do. Oh, your Hollywood Reporter. Uh, oh, oh, yes, oh, oh yes, of course. We would turn to the Hollywood Reporter to find out I got what <laughs> other films from 1999. I'm sorry. I'm well, no, no, I think my Hollywood Reporter is from 1999. I would like to say that the Hollywood Reporter is a is an excellent source of news and a potential sponsor. I have my most recent edition. Do you? Now, those of you at home listening to the podcast don't realize we have actual Hollywood reporters open. Very Those exciting. of you who are watching, so this is your cue to go to YouTube and not be that impressed with us doing I know, that. right? Look at that. <laughs> they are not the same ones we use every time or anything. Well, what so. do we got on the sequel horizon yes. here, Adam? Reese. The light's looking good. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> um, oh, it's, it's, so here's a movie from 99 uh, yeah. that's got a uh, holiday theme sequel. Uh, she's all that and a bag of toys. Oh, oh I like it. Mm-hmm. Payback, the reindeer who will end you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds heavy. Oh, look, I- I'm noticing that there's yes. a sequel to 8mm, 8mm 2, You Better Watch Out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which dark film. Man. Actually that... sounds like the title for the first one. I'm yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh, this is nice. This is a family film, Ooh. Miracle on Sleepy Hollow. Oh. oh yeah. yeah, for the whole family. Yeah, it's for the kids. Well, here no, we go. Here's no a 99 classic, and I'm excited to actually see the this uh, complete the trilogy. Uh, Blair Witch Project, <laughs> Lost Over the River and Through the Haunted Woods. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, the Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace Holiday Special. Ooh. Oh, I actually have a clip from that if you want to. Oh, God, no. We celebrate. Fisher. You don't like well, us. No, that's a Madonna because it's a Star Wars episode. Oh, oh, oh yes. She sounds very... She's singing. Anyway, she sounds just like your mother. Yeah. Oh, ooh, here's one I ooh. think we're all going to enjoy Christmas on the Green Mile. Aww. Oh, well, that sounds. Mm. It has a very tragic ending, but the walk there. Is, uh, <laughs> very nice. <laughs> I don't want to give anything away. And and I think this one might have some Oscar contention. I saw Mommy kissing the other sister. Oh, well, we have a clip from that, Oh, I'd like I to hear it. We can take care of each other. Okay. We can take care of each other. It's a spreading a message of Christmas cheer. Yeah. The other sister. Oscar Officially contention. on the naughty list. <laughs> Here we go. Never been kissed by Santa Claus. Hmm. Oh. That's actually a good thing. Yeah. Turns out. Yeah. At first sight of snow. <laughs> Let me just say. <laughs> Nobody remembers <laughs> at first sight. At first sight. Nobody remembers um, that movie. Snow. <laughs> Those of you who have caught up why this is funny, who remember some of these fucking <laughs> these movies? These fucking movies are stupid. Uh, uh, actually, here's here's one that's yes. a little a little clever. Uh, Magnolia Two Poinsettia. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wait, nice. I have a clip from that yes. actually. Let's play that. Not a lot happens. Not a lot happens to Magnolia. You have to be careful, like when you went to see Magnolia with with your children and pets. Also, when you see Poinsettia, do not let your children and pets near that movie either. All right, and also, this one's really kind of cool. Fight Club saves Christmas. Oh, doesn't it? Doesn't Mm -hmm. it? Makes sense. Forces of Nature 2, Lake Effect. This looks good. (laughs) Teaching Mrs. Tingle all the way. (laughs) Tingle all the way. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Bison. Centennial Man. Uh, that's that's going to be a sci-fi. bring it back Chris Columbus. He's dead. Sci-fi right. thriller, I think. Oh, no. so that's all the Christopher Columbus we're getting? Yeah. <laughs> all right, check this out. On the Sixth Sense of Christmas, which is a holiday sing-along. A sing-along. Ooh, yes, well, I don't say. say. Is it? On the Sixth Sense of Christmas, my true love gave to me 12 monkeys time-traveling, 11 ocean-stealing, 10 things I hate about you, nine and a half weeks, Eight and a half is also a movie. <laughs> Seven psychopaths. Six senses seeing. Fifth element. Four, the love of the game. Three amigos, too fast, too furious. And, and a partridge in a pear tree. In 3D. Actually, of course, in 3D. There you go. <laughs> 
That's how they get you. Hollywood Reporter, friend of the show. (laughs) It was 3D, wasn't it? That was very 3D. All right, enough of this nonsense. Uh, let's get out of that. Was we're not, all like, where that was, are we that now? was good ass nonsense. If anybody's tuning in for the first time, that's the sort of nonsense we enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, it's a slow weekend with only one major release, but I want to talk about one of my favorite filmmakers putting out a new film in limited release. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, look for it in big cities starting this weekend. It's Alexander Payne's Nebraska. Here we go. Yes, there is another movie opening this week along with the Best Friends Holiday, which I think we gave a pretty good preview to a few minutes ago. Sure. You know, I always worry that our pithy style of describing movies will come off as racist when the film has a mostly black cast, yeah. but unlike the Best Friends Holiday, our next film isn't colored. I mean, I mean it's black and white. Oh. No, it's black and white is what I mean. He shot it and oh, fuck, we were doing so good. Pithiness always gets you, Paul. Yes. Nebraska's the latest cinematic effort by Alexander Payne, the director mm. of the quirky comedies The mm-hmm. Descendants, Sideways, About Schmidt, and Election, which all featured unique characters not pulled out of Hollywood's big box of quirky comic characters and catchphrases. Payne started out in the 90s, the era of the roaring indies, and has held on to these roots by presenting vulnerable original characters in low-budget scenarios that never draw attention away from their humanity. Nebraska looks to double down on that with its sparse locations, a supporting cast full of Midwest characters, and its black-and-white cinematography. Damn. Alexander Payne must be great at winning fights with movie execs. <laughs> the movie stars that. Bruce Dern, who I guarantee wasn't the big star Paramount was looking for, but who plays a pretty exciting choice when you think of Dern's comic voice, combined with Alexander Payne's style of comedy that has its winking muscle removed. Dern, with hair borrowed from Doc Brown. Uh, he plays Woody Grant, a boozing curmudgeon who receives a letter saying he's been awarded a million dollars. Hey! I think our problems may just be solved. Ed McMahon. I think I just won a million bucks. Yeah, Erwin M. Fletcher, you choose. Woo-wee! Oh, boy, I lost. Again, sorry. <laughs> Without Ed McMahon's picture on the envelope to indicate that it's a scam... Woody takes it. <laughs> How will he know? I agree. Woody takes it on face value and heads off for Nebraska, a land renowned for making people's dreams come true. <laughs> he road trips with his son, played by Will Forte, who's been cast as a dramatic lead. Probably not the dramatic lead Paramount wanted either. You know, Alexander Payne must have some incriminating photographs of some Paramount executives to be able to present this degree of his vision on the big screen without having to add at least one teen vampire. The film also stars Stacey Keach. Oh, oh, damn it. What's up? Oh, I'm a Deadpool loser again. Hey up, buddy. <laughs> Dern's son He's attempts alive. to pierce his father's impenetrable exterior. Uh... Wait, let me try that again. Fuck me. Dern's son's attempts to pierce his father's impenetrable exterior are intensified when they are waylaid in Woody's Nebraska hometown, where past enemies come out of the woodwork to reveal the sins of the Woody that they know. The film is set in Nebraska and Wyoming, the whitest of red states, magnified by the fact that the film lacks almost any color. So everyone in his small town already thinks Woody's a millionaire, but they also know he has to collect the money first. Right. So why do they get all upset with him when he hasn't yet collected the money? Is everyone that old also that stupid and cranky? You'd think if everybody knows everybody's business in a small town, they'd get their facts straight. (laughs) (laughs) Nebraska serves as a metaphor for... 
at something. I don't know what. But I do know the Cornhusker and Bruce Springsteen fans will be sorely disappointed. All right. Here we go. Uh, I live in a small town, and it is easy to get confused with facts. Well, that's all. I think that's all you do in a small town. that's all you do. <laughs> There's no fun in getting everything right. Yeah. It's yeah. easier if you don't get all the information, and then you... Repeat it incorrectly, and then it play telephone with it. And I think the real point is that each person he runs into uh, shows the side of the father because the other the other side of the plot is Will Forte is kind of, you know, learning about, about his, his impenetrable father probably before he dies. I mean, I mean, he could. Right. I think the character could easily die by the end of this movie. Well, I mean, that or his that wife happening. is going to kill him. Not giving everything away. <laughs> no, no, we don't old. know. But I mean, you know, watch the trailer. Yeah. You know, look, at, look at what the, the son's going to have to I just learn look about at how dad. old that man is. He spends he, most of his time with a bandage on his head. So, <laughs> Oh, at the very, when you know. Paul and I went to uh, see this movie and it Wait, started. Wait, you saw this movie? Part of it. I got, Ooh. my tummy hurt, so we had to leave. Did it hurt? I'd rather not go into it. He was so I mean, I hope you're okay, honey, but making me leave a movie I'm so sorry. An Alexander Payne movie. Well, what's really cool is you're excited to see. Right at the beginning of the movie, you they're establishing where we are, and you see a man walking, and immediately you know it's Bruce Stern. He just has this walk that also says, I'm gonna die soon. So I'm just saying you immediately know what's going on. What an exciting use of Bruce Dern. Yeah. When is the last time someone's used Bruce Dern in Lo- such an in, in like a love, great way? You know? love, a big love. Big love. That's when oh, I. That's, that's when right. I. But he wasn't a lead. But he wasn't a lead. He was so wonderful. Okay. I lead, seen though, that show. Is, is quite a movie. Oh my god, he's so gross and awesome in that movie. Is he? Yeah. Or a movie. It in seems like a movie. Mode, to use the wrestling term, he's a heel. He's a it. heel. <laughs> he's so horrible, and he has this really wonderful actress that plays his wife, and they're both just, just, they just bite at each other like dogs. It's awesome. Mary Kay plays. So she's say. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Now oh this good. movie does not star Sandra Oh, does it? No. no, good because I'll go see it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you don't want. Well, to she's see married to Alexander Payne, right? Is or that right? girlfriend? Oh. That, that's how she know. ended up in Sideways. Huh. Oh, but she's also good in Sideways. She is oh. just annoying. Okay, <laughs> I don't know who this person is. Sandra. Sandra. Oh! She's on Grey's Anatomy. And... She was oh. the one that oh, gets okay, the, yeah. with the Grey's helmet Anatomy. and just beats the crap out of him uh, yeah, in the okay. face. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I've, I am now celebrating my two year uh, anniversary of saying I have got to watch Sideways again. I mean, I it's really I've been saying that for so. Long. What a great movie! I think my thing, my parents own it. I probably should there is nothing so. better. I'll, I'll lend it to you. Movie's fantastic. There's oh, yeah. nothing better than the scene where it goes back to get his wallet. How what can... I call the wallet retrieval scene. Oh, Lord yeah. Oh my God, that's the greatest. <laughs> Funniest scene. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't know what we're talking about, go see it. Fall's big yeah. penis. It's hilarious. You <laughs> <laughs> should see it. Um, but Will Forte? That's I mean, yeah. that's the move. I think that's great even move. more uh, risky. You know, cool move. The only thing I've seen him do that I'm really entertained by is when he plays Ted Turner. On the oh, Conan show, yeah, and that that's big, the funny. He comes in like Buffalo, the big buffalo. fake Buffalo, and he just rips Conan a new one and takes off. It's hilarious. Yeah. And there's a stagehand pushing the big Buffalo, fake Buffalo yeah. he's riding on. Have you not seen this, Adam? Oh, you need to look that up. It's hilarious. And I'll admit to not having seen a lot of his work on SNL. So. But I get the feeling Will Forte is behind a lot of stuff that we don't know he's behind. Doesn't he write with Dimitri Martin a lot? And don't they have something going on? Oh yeah. I think well, so. Well, who's the one that writes with South Park? Is it him or is that's, it? That's uh, Bill Hader. Oh, that's Bill Hader. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. But I'm excited. I welcome this introduction to 
Will Forte. What better way in an oh, Alexander I mean, Payne movie? I will say in the first 20 minutes, he was very good. <laughs> <laughs> now, did your tummy Jeez. end up hurting because the movie evokes such strong emotion in you? Or did you uh, get like a No, bad... my tummy hurt before, oh, okay. but I was uh, trying Paramount to... Paramount Vantage trying like to, to step in and say yes. <laughs> 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 I was trying to suffer through because I knew Paul wanted to see it so bad. Bad Chili Dog or something? I could, yeah, I couldn't pull it off. The movie, or, Bad Chili Dog. Yeah, I, I saw that movie. That movie killed me. And <laughs> oh, Eddie Griffin. It was, uh, uh, was a double feature. <laughs> good Burger, Bad Chili Dog. Right. Right. This, uh, you know, for a connoisseur of Alexander Payne movies, who's batting a thousand, never made a bad one. This combines two of the best elements. You have the uh, old people comedy from About Schmidt. Yeah, you have the road right. trip from Sideways. Right. You know, yeah. throw in an election and I'm down. Yeah, that's pretty classic. I think. <laughs> and we forgot to mention Citizen Ruth, his first yeah. film. Oh, how is with that? Laura Dern. Oh, movie's oh, it's fantastic. Great. It's so good. That. He, it's so good. Again, he doesn't make bad movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got to give. Uh, I, you just reminded me about Schmidt. The wife character is fantastic in that. Did he remind you about Schmidt or remind you about he, Schmidt? He about about Schmidt. About, about you got to say two about twice there. <laughs> oh, sorry. About about Schmidt. He's on first. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I got to give uh, Alexander Payne a lot of credit. He presents sixty-year-old women in such a cool way. There's always like the mother in sideways that would in a hot tub. Yeah, that's Kathy Bates. <laughs> such good stuff, you know. And it's yeah. not like they're these. Yeah. They're very meaty. This woman, Kathy Bates, did have great. good roles. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're so dumb. You're so, d- where's that? You're so dumb. It's not always uh, queued up. You should always have it queued up. I tell you, you need a button. Oh, that's all I got. I gave you the app. I sent you the email he needs app. The app. You need yes. to have that app out for Ready. your uh, stummy or the whatever drum no, no, crash. No, 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 that's good. <laughs> I will just plug it directly Instant into the board so Jamie can just turn it up. Uh, you ever get one of those scam things in the mail? And like, I never believed it ever. Even when I was just a kid. Just the first time ever? Just you never one. believed there it. There was a moment in high school when my girlfriend and I got, got the publisher's clearinghouse for her grandmother. And we opened it up, and and we kept reading through it, and we kept saying to each other, "Well, this can't be. We're right. we're smart people, but maybe it says right here. <laughs> if you talk to yourself long enough, yeah, yeah you got a million bucks." I, I did have like uh, six months where you know, because you don't have to get a magazine, where right. I would just I'd fill out the stuff and return the thing with no ordering, no magazines, <laughs> and then they would send another thing that would sort of string you along. They had various levels oh. of letters that they send you as you are in contention, and oh, you're in, you've made this round or whatever. Now, now just. <laughs> Buy He's some fucking nothing. magazines. Yeah. yeah, you've done nothing. In this day and age with the internet, do you think that that will eventually go away because people aren't buying magazines? Are they still doing <laughs> it, though? Maybe. I don't know. Are, I mean, does well, yeah, yeah, they have a slutty girl on the ads. You've nice. seen an ad for it? Oh, I don't yeah, see an ad for you that see it on the, on the internet. You'll, you'll, I can't believe you haven't seen it. Oh, you got to go to the internet. She's you got a both, short, sister. She's got a short khaki skirt. She's got her leg flipped back. You can see the slutty stripper heel, those really, really big ones the girls uh-huh. wear now. Keep she's talking. got a super tight blazer, <laughs> and down. she's got the check. <laughs> and they have sexed that stuff up big time. <sighs> now, I thought, I think I have seen a commercial. You see it? About it, but it's it's really sad now. It's just one guy in a van and like a single a balloon. balloon. <laughs> he's got one balloon. He's like, "Here's your freaking check." And then right. the slutty girl, the heels, trying to walk behind him. <laughs> and he's signing up for ebooks, and then you yeah. only get e money when you <laughs> win. What's that fake online money? Oh though? yeah, E-coin? I heard about that. Something coin, something like that. Something. Yeah, yeah. coin. So, Bit, Bitcoin. 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 I never heard of that. Yeah, there's this whole community world culture that is exchanging fake money called Bitcoin, and, mm-hmm. and as long Just as, as enough, fake is our real money, but yeah, yeah. but they all agree yeah. you you, can, it can be exchanged for yes. goods and services. Yeah. Then yep, right, exactly. Yeah. That's all that matters. Our it's money cre- isn't worth anything. It's, it, it's credits from Star Wars, right? Yeah. 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 How many yeah. credits <laughs> do I get? Yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's uh, talk about uh, what we've seen as opposed to what's coming up in another round of. What, what, what did you see? What did you see this week? 
A uh, little mini round of this, because when our guest gets here later, we'll talk about uh, Thor a little bit. But did anybody see anything else this week? Just Nebraska. If I could predict the future, I don't think we talk enough about Thor. So <laughs> I'd like to actually, if I could predict the future as though I knew how that interview was yes. going to go in a few minutes, <laughs> I'd like to say I don't think we covered it well enough. Because Pontif- I saw Thor this week. <laughs> I love so you passion. sit down in the theater, you're psyched anyway. Right. You get a trailer for X-Men, Days of Future Past. Now that'd be pretty cool. Aces. Mm-hmm. Then they give a five-minute presentation of Captain America, the Winter Soldier. That's yeah. cool. They show you the you entire see the whole elevator elevator oh, fight, cool. and then a whole new trailer with with a whole bunch of new footage and stuff. That's All a right. lot of Comic Con footage. It's then great stuff. Two hours of Thor two, and then the tag at the end is a scene from that teases Guardians of the Galaxy with Benicio del Toro. Mm-hmm. I mean, All this right. is going back to the cartoon and the newsreel, and the I mean, it was like a full <laughs> day of like a comic. You know, uh, adaptation movie orgy. It's crazy. Marvel is in. Yeah, it does sound like a, a, a Thor kind of Marvel charge. orgy. That was totally a Marvel <laughs> orgy. Yeah. They are. They yeah. know, man. They just got huge plans. And and Great. check out online. There's articles going around about the ten biggest Easter eggs in Thor two. Like oh. when like when the 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 worlds are the realms are converging. Mm-hmm. You can see in the realms hints of characters they may be bringing in future Ooh. movies, or at least hints of characters from the Marvel universe Ooh. that they may not have mentioned. I think yet. part of this this is perfect timing with this whole hipster generation too. Because being into comic books got a and beard. being a nerd, Thor's got a beard. I'm <laughs> Thor's got a beard. I'm just thinking that this is perfect because it's working for people your age who grew up with the old ones, and then the twenty somethings who are new and coming into this. This speaks to them too. Who are liking it ironically? Yes, I exactly. Wish. And I, I say this with all sincerity, Adam. I wish I could get as excited about it as you because you. It's a long time coming. No, you have such it's a, a lot of disappointment. Genuine <laughs> and sincere I mean, excitement. But I, I think this is what it must be like to be a father. Where you go, ah, the kid likes it, so I'm happy to see. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm happy, Lee. You, I'm happy for you. That's what makes me happy. Yeah. You like it, I don't get it. Here it is, Lee. You had a lot of little things that you liked throughout the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. but now the Browns are going for their sixth consecutive <laughs> Super Bowl. Okay? <laughs> Super Bowl six, and they have won all of them. <laughs> Not some context. And I there is such exciting. a talk of the Cleveland Browns dynasty. And there's no end in sight. They somehow keep getting first round draft picks, even though they keep winning you all the what? Super Bowls. You're totally, I, if you made that the Bills, I would totally understand what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Because Might how well. long did I have to Lateral live move. with the Bills not doing well, At least shit. they were in Super Bowls in the 80s. I know, but then they still tanked. <laughs> well, that's true. So disappointing. I think what it would take is if Tom Cruise were to play a superhero. Oh, well, there it, you go. It could Ooh. happen, I would man. have this a total enough, organism dude. over that. Dude, he this was, is big enough. It could happen. They had him, uh, before Marvel got Iron Man back, when it was with some other production company, it was uh, Tom Cruise was going to do a co-production. He was going to be <gasps> Iron Man. Oh. I mean, years, oh. years. This is, and that's the other thing, too. Through the, the entire 80s and 90s, there were all these magazines and dumb fucking predictions. I mean, Submariner was supposed to come out in 1990. And then 92, and 94, and 96. Now they don't even talk about Submariner, but you know. But I tell you, the thing is, they don't put stars in those roles. I mean, and I, and Iron Man gave, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. re- rebirthed it down. The other than that, Hemsworth, Chris Evans, you know, Marco Ruffalo, everyone knows who he is, but he's not a yeah. star. He's oh, not yeah. Tom Cruise, he's not... And as I say uh, it out loud, it probably won't work, and it yeah, wouldn't yeah. work. And that's what you have to do, is you have to put, you know... Yeah. Uh, marginally, yeah, and then they really are those people, you know. Yeah, that's it's, true. But I bet you, you the stars want to be in them. I it bet you Tom right. Cruise wants to be Ant yeah. Man. Oh, if he's know? a smart person, of course. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like you should dip your Cheetos in cheese sauce because that sounds like a good right. idea. Ends up being too much cheese. Too did, much cheese. Did you see Thor? <laughs> yeah. Smart. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I get, I, yeah. 
uh, I'll say spoiler alert for anybody listening, uh, and it's only going to be just a couple seconds here, though. Captain America cameo. Yeah, that's good stuff. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Shawarma at the end. But I got a little confused <laughs> by the- I just like uh, how uh, neither one of us went for our earphones giddy. to like make sure <laughs> yeah, we- Yeah, you couldn't do not Spoiler alert. Lee oh, and I, I were like, I oh no, that. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> we just didn't even flinch. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I got a little confused by the realm jumping at the end. Yeah, me yeah. too. There's a lot of it. That- I, I know it's pretty that, entertaining. I know that what's his name got in, in there play to words uh, explain it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I have a word. I saw you the know, shining. No, we've talked about it plenty. Go ahead. Yeah, go. Shining? Next uh, thing. I cut half of what I said out in post. <laughs> there, Paul. Karen and I went to see the shining at the ArcLight. Uh, yes. This was actually a what little a while. Great place to we watch saw it. That. This is what did you see two weeks ago? Yeah. But um, cut that short. Yeah. We. I just had to mention. Ever since I went to the Stanley Kubrick LACMA exhibit, I've been dying for Kubrick on the big screen, and this was like the Wonderama. And that Wonderama? Is the, that the Cinerama is, Dome. That Wonderama. Is the biggest big screen. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Domorama. Yeah. yeah uh, it was Movie-Arama in there, man, because it was just uh, big and, and beautiful and weird. And t- speaking of Easter eggs, now we got to go see Room 237. I totally want to see that. And then, then we got to get the book that's the sequel to The Shining that Stephen King wrote. Here's why. Because after the movie was over, we had seen it before, but for some reason, on the big screen, your imagination gets captured really very clearly when you see... The really short scene of a guy in a bear suit going down on who is he going down on? Some guy like a, Some in a like a tux. guy in a tux, and he's got his ass flap sticking yeah, out of his bear. Yeah, so you know something thing. else was going on there. I don't know that. Towards shot. the end of the yeah, movie, yeah, you don't even notice it until you're sitting in the Cinerama Dome and you went. Oh my God! What just happened? Like, what was that? What, what was that? What, what, what? Everything starts to go a little yeah. bananas in the Overlook Hotel towards the end. Yeah. And Shelley Duvall's running around. I think she yeah. sees the kids, right? And she sees she's, the blood. She's then she going looks down a hallway, room, and there's a guy in a bear suit blowing a. And uh, his pants are open in the yeah. back, and he's going down on a dude. And here's so I saw that, and I immediately wow. went. I have no theory for that in room two thirty seven. Okay, yeah. they don't. Okay, <laughs> I immediately went on the internet when we got in the car, and I'm on my phone going, "What's the deal with the guy in the bear suit?" Of course, the internet blows up because everybody's talking about what's the deal with the guy in the bear suit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Get this, and I never got this before. It's imagery that is presenting the idea that perhaps the father had been molesting the little boy oh, all along. That and, is a and theory. That's a theory. And that yeah. was also just kind of also saying here is something that's not right that might be going on with this little boy. Because Tony about- is the is the... Creature the that creature lives in the boy's mouth, mouth then goes down to his, his stomach. stomach. And he doesn't see Ooh. him anymore when he's in his stomach because he hides. Just saying. It's a theory. What they goes have into- tainted an otherwise yep. charming movie. It's not. It's got some creepy stuff, but I never noticed that until we were in that theater. Yeah. Seriously, I, now I'm completely disturbed by this whole oh, thing. Oh, when you go see that scene, you'll be disturbed. I do have a question, though. Yeah. Yes. I have not seen a scary movie in a theater, I don't think ever. It was great. I don't think I've ever seen a horror movie in a It's been a, a long theater. time since I have, really. I, that's why I wanted to go good. see The Conjuring. Yeah, so I'm wondering, is, can you be scared with 70 other people sitting yes. next to you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can. Because I can't get yeah. horny doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, Remember when you were a kid, like, rated our movies, man. I didn't care who was that's in the room. That's because you didn't have years of titty yeah. that you'd seen. Yeah. Think about all the titty you've seen since you were 16. Yeah, I'm totally detitified. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and lastly, uh, yes. Ender's Game was a, a quality effort. It's like a good film with a interesting sort of unique tone, but never engaged me emotionally, so I kind of 
didn't care so much. My God, you just sounded like somebody's high school gym teacher. Quality effort, everybody. Hey, uh, uh, hey Ender's yeah, Game, yeah, take yeah, a yeah, knee. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, guys were, you guys were tough out there. You gave it your best. Everybody but I was never engaged as much as I wanted to be. But try and show a better effort uh, oh, when you show up in Anchorman idea. 2 here. Before, okay? Coach Preston <laughs> reviews movies. Yeah, let's do a locker room review for real. Let's write that for next week. That's hilarious. Okay, so that's Look, uh, we'll continue our talk of what we've seen uh, when we say goodbye to Lee for a bit. And we welcome in our guest, Matt Gorley, right after this 10 seconds of music. Well, they blew up a chicken man in Philly last night. Now they blew up his house, too. Down on the boardwalk, they're getting ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Well, I am excited now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a way to bring I have in. to go. <laughs> depressing. You know. I was going to request for the uh, for the intro of our guest, the which is the, about the first thing I fell in love with on the Super Ego, Ego podcast was the man with the golden gun oh. score. Brilliant! Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a man with the golden gun. They don't have the lyric version, but yeah. most people hate that Bond song. It's one of my favorites. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's pretty great. You right? can't not love it. That the is lyrics the... are horrible. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the yeah. lyrics that are horrible. Might make it better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let, that, me, let me introduce that voice real quick. Yeah, I'm hearing uh, our special guest, who's an actor and been involved with some shows you probably heard of, like Drunk History and Attack of the Show, and he can be heard in podcasts across America, including one he's been running with a merry trio of cohorts since 2006, Super Ego, Matt Gorley, everybody! Yay. Hi, everybody! Hey! hey. hey this is oh. very exciting. Oh. As a fan of podcasts, this is one of the, the big ones. Yes, oh, we were talking about Super Ego, so you were saying... Yeah. Uh, this, this show is, uh, first of all, I think the first question I have to ask is, are you a fan of Firesign Theater at you all? You know, yes. it's funny, we get asked that okay, the that's, most. Yeah. And all of us had a, a passing familiarity okay. with Firesign Theater. I did a little bit as a younger man, but we weren't devotees and we didn't really know their full work and... They they aren't really an inspiration of us, but we're flattered every time we hear that. Well, and it made us go back and listen, and and we're really flattered. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, fire sign is not really something much people listen to. I mean, it kind of had its day, and I don't know some people if they're really into comedy, like yeah. you know, we'll track them down. There's a type that reveres it. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, but, al- it almost seems like um, obviously it's, is it's fire sign is a step up from. The one that's on every weekend now on NPR that I used to think was really funny when I first started listening to it. And now I realize that it is not as funny as I thought. Are you thinking about like Prairie Home Companion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It oh, used to kill variety. me, but Ooh, now yeah. I'm yeah. not so <laughs> turned on by it. Kills you it. in a yeah. PBS kind it of way. It should never turn you on in any way, though. Just <laughs> <laughs> Garrison Keebler. Keebler? Or Keebler. I'm Keebler. not an elf. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I found some of the concepts on that really, really funny. funny. And then as I yeah. grew up, I was like, yeah. these are oldie timey. They're just yeah. quaint now. <laughs> They're yeah. too quaint. Yeah, exactly. It's all adorable, and that's at uh, <laughs> goSuperEgo.com. We're looking up on iTunes. They're doing absurd comedy there. Yeah, uh, not And doing it live, too, right? Yeah, yeah. In, in fact, we're on a break from the podcast itself, and then we do live shows. We had a regular monthly sh- uh, spot at UCB, but we took a break, and then starting next year, we're going to do some festivals. We're talking about a tour in the summer, a, a national tour. Oh, that'd be awesome. I don't know for sure if, if we're going to do it, but we're talking, you know, we're talking about it. Now, when you do your shows live, are you doing it off of scripts or memorized? It's No, it's completely improvised. Oh, awesome. Yeah. There you go. We know what characters we're going to do, okay. and we plan for uh, pre-recorded introductions and sound effects that we might need mm-hmm. at the ready, but we, we just... 
We just say, here's the basic concept with these characters. You're here, and that's all we know. For pre-recorded bits, do you ever have Atlantic City by Bruce Springsteen right now? That's all we do. That's all we have. Yeah. Pumps up the audience. We we have 57 channels and nothing on, too. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I've heard one of the live ones, but the thing about the, the, the... non-live ones is there's such a hyper pace to it yeah it, it is i mean it's almost like i can i can tell you guys improvised for maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes yeah. uh-huh. and then cut it down to three yeah and yeah. It, so it's just it just moves so fast is and that part the of that way is, you do that is cheating because well while we're we're say running 15 minutes we do cut out parts that aren't working or we'll stop mid-recording and say oh take that again because like a plane went over or whatever you're picky or, about the planes <laughs> <laughs> well and All then right. we, we laugh a lot and so i cut a lot of that out but then part of it is cheating and we we do tighten it a little bit you know oh, for I, comedic I, effect it's great stuff. it's yeah. so tight i noticed that right away yeah i don't i don't think that's cheating at all i think it's a great thing to be able to take improv <laughs> and tighten it you know just make it, it it's just every makes improviser's you look like a genius. dream yeah, yeah you're exactly right. <laughs> well we you, try to do it as loose as possible in the room and as tight as possible post-production so it's yeah. kind of the best of both worlds that's you know? perfect it's it's a fun formula so in a live show you guys are a little more loose and playing yeah. and the audience of course can watch you kind of joke <laughs> exactly and watch yeah. i mean that's that's the fun of watching improv Improv is you're watching people make the connection. Right. Yeah. You're watching them figure it out as yeah, you figure and sort it of out. Laugh to themselves, yeah. and you can still hear a little bit of that on I the recorded show. You can. Yeah. I heard him yeah. giggle. Yeah. When he there's was times when it. we're laughing and we can't cut it out because someone else is speaking yeah. and it, it bleeds in. But even in the live show, uh, there is a little bit of a difference because you're so aware that there's an audience and that you can't screw around too much. I mean, you could screw yeah. around, but you have to deliver. So there's a pressure that puts you more on your game than when you're in the room when you can take bigger risks mm-hmm. in a recording room, I guess. Yeah. What I regret not uh, being able to make it to was you guys did a show at Comic-Con this year. Is yes, that right? we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How did that go? It was great. Uh, I mean, it's got to be your element for any show. Like, uh, about That's a great yeah. yeah, how was the crowd? Absurdist it was, stuff the, or the movies or any geeky stuff? The crowd itself was great. We had a daytime show, so I think it was hard to pull, for lack of a better term, the nerds away from <laughs> the nerdiest stuff. Yeah. So we, we had a great crowd, and we had a great size crowd. It wasn't completely full, but they were fantastic, and the guests we had were amazing almost to the point where the three of us were just wanted to just sit back and watch you know? <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun yeah. who, who do you because uh i know you get paul f tompkins on your show a paul lot Paul was there we had steve agee we had aaron hayes from children Ho- children's hospital jeff davis from whose line is it anyway we had Derek mears who plays jason jason in the new friday the 13th yes. movie oh, we funny. had bobic ferdowski <laughs> who was one of the guys responsible for landing the Curiosity rover on Mars. What? That <laughs> and is... he's a big comedy fan. <laughs> that is so we did a fantastic. NASA sketch where we put him in. That's fantastic. I know. That's a great and celebrity. The Mars uh, guy is a comedy fan. Is that? I feel like there's one more You'd have to be, wouldn't you? horrible. Well, this goes to a good question, too. Is How's the show evolved? Have you always uh, had, because I don't think, I don't know if I've heard season one. I think well, once you get past the yeah. season, then you kind of yeah. have to buy it or whatever. Right, I, right. I didn't buy any of oh, season one. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> how has it evolved? Thanks. Because uh, have you always had Pat and Oswalt on it? Or did no. they discover it and <laughs> say, I want to be a part of it? Yeah, how would you no. do that? Well, in the first season, which, by the way, if you heard it compared to season three, it's a lot more raw. Even technologically, it's it's on cheaper equipment and that sort of thing. You can tell. The sound quality isn't as great. Um, but we were friends with Steve Agee and Jason Sudeikis, and really those were the only guests we had on of name. Mm-hmm. The rest yeah. were just a bunch of our friends and mostly us. And, uh, and then in season two, right near the end, somehow... Paul F. Tompkins had heard of us and uh, started listening and 
followed us on Twitter, and we followed him back and got him on the show, and he really took over from there. I mean, he's basically a member <laughs> of the group, and he really took us under his he's wing great. and plugged That's us, cool. and then from there, a lot of other people started listening, but even then, we're very bashful about approaching people, so we it would be until we'd hear through a mutual friend that they liked the show. Wait a minute. Been, very is, cool. This is kind of like in sixth grade when you're on the bus, yeah. and you know <laughs> yeah. that someone thinks you're no cute, kidding. and you wait to make sure. I've told this story before, but when we knew Paul liked our show and started following us on Twitter, we waited three days like you would, like, I'm not going to call, <laughs> call her Dude, back. Don't, don't call him right yeah, away, I'm man. not going to call her back. Don't call him but right away. We did, it was, I would absolutely be like that if Paul F. Tompkins was yeah. following That's me on so Twitter. That's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> that is very cool. And I also like the fact that you made up, you were talking, uh, before when we started, we were talking about if you make a product, you have to make your own art, and do you just hope that it's good enough that other people will want to get involved instead of trying to push something yeah. down someone's throats or sell it to them. Good for you, because well, that's very you. hard, but it's really <laughs> exciting. The good thing about that was we knew nobody was listening but in the beginning. So we <laughs> had perfect. no filter, and we we really felt free to do some really stupid things. And by the time people started listening, we were stuck in those stupid things, and it worked out well. Otherwise, I think if we went in knowing there was an audience, we would have probably scaled it back or tempered ourselves a little bit and and it was nice to set that formula before the people were there long before the people you, were there. oh this it goes back to this analogy that my friends was telling me my friend Leah is a musician and in the back in the old days when people would record an album it's because they needed to make a record of the music that was being produced at the time uh-huh. so they would take these people out of clubs and put them in the studio and record that magic that's kind of what you're talking about. Uh, well, you you. Flatter, it's already but, happening, yeah. Yeah. and then you record it. Yeah. Of course, nowadays people do it the opposite. They mm. go into the studio and try to make something. Yeah, happen. we got to get an album out. Let's yeah. let's come up with something. Yeah. And uh, and again, for anybody who's listening, uh, who doesn't doesn't know, the show is uh, a variety of formats, mm-hmm. and some of them you repeat repeat. Uh, like the, I think the X-wing squadron, B-wing squadron. We call it the that, Brown Squadron. That's okay. The, the brown. Well, there's there's Brown. Uh, yeah, brown, X-wing, Brown B-wing, and yeah. Brown Snowspeeder. Yeah. So yeah. it's never Red Five yeah. is Brown Five or Brown <laughs> yeah. Two or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's the, yeah. the, 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 the jokes funny. are not all that low brow. I promise. I loved no. it. I was telling Adam. I was telling him before as well that um, one other thing I really loved about their comedy was that a lot of times I find things funny that guys write. You know, I'm not a total dick, but I I. Um, um, I don't always understand boy humor, and I started. I don't li- either. <laughs> I sometimes immediately I'll watch a show and I'll know that it's hard and edgy to the point where I feel gross, and I'm like, I don't know if I understand what's funny about that. But that whole X-wing, Brown wing thing, I started hearing it happening. I was listening to the show, and I was like, oh, I probably won't get this. And then it just won me over and cracked my shit up. It crossed over that gender barrier. It yeah, then every once in a while you. you'll drop in an actual communique from Star Wars right. yes. in the middle. Yeah. Like they all communicate on the Death it's Star. So it's a good. great format for just having <laughs> inane conversations. And of course, the you know rapid fire yeah. speed of just. I love, I love at one point, you know, I can hear you. <laughs> I'm like, this is the greatest. And now it seems like McConville, because I've, I've heard your podcast a bunch, but I was researching today to see what you're up to. It looks like McConville's doing something called Dead Authors. Oh, yeah, dead authors. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah a, that's we've a, all done that. Oh, we've all done that? That's Paul's this is the first sure. I've heard yeah, of it. Yeah. Brian and, Stack did it. A bunch of yeah, improvisers okay. have done it. Yeah. In fact, the, one of the nights Brian Stack did it. I'm going to listen to the shit we, out of that. We usually do the so Super Ego show at UCB directly following the Dead Authors show. So one night Brian Stack did that. He did our UCB show as well, and he is incredibly funny, that guy. Brian's very cool. And he's, Paul and he together is amazing. So yeah, Mark played Shel Silverstein on there. Uh, he's also done ASAP. 
Aesop. Jeremy did Joseph <laughs> Campbell. Aesop I used for my contacts. <laughs> I understand. Jeremy and I did the Brothers Grimm. I did Carl Sagan. Uh, <laughs> and, Jeremy, oh, and I'll admit to being right? brand new to yeah. this, so what did they do? What yeah, are, what you know what the concept is? No, no oh. what's the idea? It's basically, it's almost like a prolonged superego sketch in some way, but <laughs> it's, it's uh, Paul F. Tompkins plays H.G. Wells, and, yeah. the, and the thing is he's taken oh, well, his- the time machine? Yeah, he's taken his okay. time machine back in time to bring dead authors to the present to talk about their works, and it's just- Two guys doing character improv for an hour. Yeah, about oh, interviewing great. someone oh. in character yeah. for an hour, awesome. making references from their era oh, or whatever. Did Bukowski did a it's show. It's a blast. Too. Oh, he'd be great in fact, at that. they did four the people from the books of the Bible. I think that's I was in that one as well. Oh, with yeah. Craig Bukowski. Yeah, uh-huh. okay. with Hal Craig awesome. and friend uh, of the show. Friend of the friend show. Of the show. Yeah. He was on the show. <laughs> do, uh, do you take questions from the current uh-huh. audience? We start with an interview, Fantastic. and then you take questions from the audience. You take questions from Twitter. You do a little reading of your work. Yeah, That's it's a blast. really great, That's and, great. and you're supported at all times by H.G. Wells, played by Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, you so can't, so you can't fail. Hard to go wrong. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. He is. Now, there's yeah. another podcast that uh, that I'm curious about. I just found out about this as well today, but strikes to the heart of a movie guy. Mm-hmm. You do a Bond podcast. Yes, you do. I do. Matt Myra from the Nerdist podcast, and I do a show, uh, limited podcast called James Bonding, uh, where <laughs> two guys oh, who wow. love James Bond, and we have an episode That's for cool. every film. And we have a guest on for each episode, and we just we just talk about it. And right now, uh, in fact, tonight I have to go home and watch On Her Majesty's Secret Service again just to refresh myself. But great movie, yeah, uh-huh. the, the most well shot Bond film besides maybe Skyfall. Yeah, I I'd think say. you're probably right. Oh, Skyfall yeah. looks so gorgeous. It's amazing. I mean, Roger Deakins. Yeah. Yeah. It's no joke. You know, I mean, yeah. people give uh, 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 On Her Majesty's Secret Service a bunch of shit, but that's actually a pretty good yeah, movie. Yeah, I think it's people are recognizing it's pretty good these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you, like some you serious want a bold stuff. prediction from me. Oh, I, I'm think, excited. I tell us. Is this uh, a movie guy's exclusive? It is. It's deep music. Are you guys ready? <laughs> I think I get a lot of flack for this, but I think Quantum of Solace one day is going to age into that level of film. You are absolutely ah. goddamn correct. <laughs> Thank you. That movie is really good. Now, the villain, I can never quite get into. It, yeah. He looks like Roman Polanski. He does. He really does. <laughs> but yeah. he's not all evil like yeah. Roman Polanski in Chinatown. It's the diving yeah. bell and the butterfly yeah. guy, but yeah. walking around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Here's a little thing you might not notice, but in the when that villain is introduced, it's an over-the-head bird's-eye shot, and he's waiting for someone, and he has a rubber stamp, and he has receipt tape, and you can barely tell, but he's just randomly stamping the receipt <gasps> tape. And it just gives you a little bit of insight of, of kind of his weird creepiness he's not doing stamping it for any reason he's just sitting there just kind of going like this huh. and it's really kind of creepy little there's little details in that film that don't immediately show themselves and it has some problems but I think it, I need to give it a second look I, that movie landed soft on me because yeah, I saw it most people and I saw the, the the opening night when they paired it with Casino Royale oh which so I that usually helps love. it yeah and I don't know it kind of was a step opening, down for oh, me because Royale oh, wow. thing is so Casino great. Royale is my favorite Bond film yeah I love it so I, I came down movie. a little too much from Quantum of Solace but I I revisited the beginning of it, which someone said you oh, got to revisit that car chase. The, car chase. the first chase. Yeah, the first five yeah. minutes. And I, and of I was in. Any first five minutes of yeah. a bond. I was film. in. So I'm willing to give really it the whole thing. Amazing. Yeah. 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 I'd give that whole movie another shot. You again. should. Absolutely. Yeah. Fall in love all over again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the Bond podcast. You're going to watch uh, on Your Majesty's Secret Service yeah. with someone else. No, we. Uh, I've I've seen just that countless times, but we watch it on our own, and then we have a guest, and the three of us or four of us, depending on who the guests are, discuss the movie from top to bottom, and it's just a, like this. It's just a lot of fun, you know. That's cool. What's yeah. the uh, how many Bond movies have there been? Twenty three official. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to go more than twenty three episodes of the show. No, right? we're, no. Well, we're going to probably 
cover Never Say Never Again, which is the unofficial never, one. Never, never say never again. Never, never say never again. Never, <laughs> never say never again. <laughs> I could keep going higher. Worst Bond yes. theme? Is it that or all time high? Uh, you know what? I'll say it's either that or uh, Madonna's Die Another Day. I have a soft spot for all time high because that was the first Bond I saw in the theaters was Octopussy. Oh, no yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, might be mine, although I think you, I made it to Moonraker. Have you ever heard the young, wow, very young, yeah. but, you heard the KD Lang song? For, Surrender from, from Tomorrow God. Never Dies. I she think it's amazing. Until the credits. That should it's, be the yeah. open. And it that's was going to be. Songs. And they went, mm, she's just not big enough of a star. We oh. can get Cheryl Crow to do oh, this yeah, mild yeah. folky number. Oh. I know. Plus, that one's written by David Arnold, who was the composer. And yeah. the Bond films are always best when they're incorporated in the Which is why Casino Royale is amazing. Absolutely. Exactly. You put that music into its score so And that is a weak of quantum but here's something else i'll tell you oh. about quantum yes tell us it the, the the song was done later by jack white and alicia keys but there was a, a, a song, song written before by david arnold performed by shirley bassey <gasps> and if you hear it you go oh that's all throughout the movie it's that <gasps> ba, da, da, cool. da, da. oh really it's called no good about goodbye you can look it up on your local youtube <laughs> they got scared of that they didn't think bond they, alone would sell the tickets they needed just, jack yeah, white they wanted, yeah sometimes they, they try to that. go too hip yeah. i do yeah. like the jack white song i think that's a pretty underrated uh, yeah. Bond song, but it does. It sucks because it does not go into the score, which yeah. is, I always enjoy. Yeah, even Skyfall, the Thomas Newman got it in just in one spot, like he had just a little bit of time left, but it's not in there enough. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, yeah. let me ask you something. I ask all of our guests. Yeah, what's your favorite movie of all time? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it might be Casino Royale. No, really? I find that to be an almost perfect film. How many times me. have you watched it? Ah, uh, jeez, how many times have you taken a bite of food? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I how many times one. have you fallen in love all over again? <laughs> well, and here's a question we asked too, because there's there's a particular thing. Some people, their favorite movie, like I've always said this, Paul and I are big fans of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I am too. Yeah. The unfortunate thing, though, about how I love that movie versus Lee, who's not here right now for this, who loves. Uh, he loves a few good men mm. in that he could just have that on any old time. Yeah. Whereas Raiders, got to start from the beginning, uh, mm. got to go through all the way through to the end. I can have no distractions, which means I don't watch that movie that much. Right, <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can put Casino Royale on and just have it yeah. on the background, but I'll, I'll usually end up stopping whatever I was doing and sitting down. And, and you don't it. mean yeah. to. You just slowly you yeah. stand for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then you slowly sink to the yeah. corner of the chair or the couch, and then you Well, there's down. a TV in our office, and that's the worst. And that's I, I, I have the same done. thing. No, oh. yeah. And it's this got is Netflix. the worst problem. I will put it on and say Blu-ray or something, and then I feel like I can get some work done. If it's ever on TV, oh, I feel like you got it's like if the world is experiencing it, I have to <laughs> you, be you there stop. with it in real time. Like, yeah. You know, Shawshank does that too. Shawshank, you mm. see that? You got to stop. Yeah. I do that. Uh, I do that with Ghostbusters. That's mm. my favorite movie. I, I get that. Can't stop. Yeah. Watching. What is it about Martin Campbell and Bond? Because yeah. outside of that, mm-hmm. I think the Mask of Zorro, that was the first that one. That was right? good. Was yeah. good. And yeah. he's got a rather un-fantastic right. career. Uh, but these Bond movies, he, he mm-hmm. regenerated the franchise twice with Goldeneye yeah. and Casino Royale. And he's oh, yeah. and he looks like the Goldeneye. greatest director of all time in those I movies. I saw him speak once, and it was pretty interesting. He's a surly guy. He's just kind of, <laughs> he's a little cranky, but he's, you know, he's one of those guys that you don't mind that they're cranky because he can kind of back it up. He, do, he doesn't... Um, 
He doesn't, like, temper his words. He says, you know, we did a good job here. We did this kind of thing. But he did. So, you know, you can't fault him for it. I don't know. Based on the movies I like of his, he has no business doing Green Lantern anyway. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, like... It, that may have just been a misstep in the first place. That Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure that was a trouble production. I have a feeling, like, uh, whoever's making these superhero movies for DC, just as yeah. wishy-washy or right. something. Right. Because they just... Sometimes they're neither fish nor fowl in, in some ways. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Now, we may uh, cover some of the same ground we just did with our next segment, but we're going to come back to something we covered earlier in the show. What? 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 I I forgot what what it was. this week? That's the disco-fied version of our What Did You See This Week theme, where we put to you and to the table, uh, what did you see this week? Well, I... Should I start with the little ones or the big ones? <laughs> I oh. love when you have multiple options. Yes. That's yeah. a good week. That is a good week. That good week. That's right. Last no, week. No, I've got five. Holy shit. Yeah. Big movie you, week. Yeah. yeah, you don't have kids, right? No. All right, well, good. Give me a big time and a little. Okay, well, the big... I'm, I'm, I'm saying big in terms of scope is Thor, okay. The Dark World. How fantastic right. was that movie? And little would be the stories we tell by Sarah Pauly, the documentary about her family. Have you guys seen that? No, no I'm, ri- I'm writing it down. Fantastic. That Karen's got this awesome. growing list. It's Thanks huge. to this. Every week Sarah, she has Sarah Everybody. who? Yeah. Sarah Pauly? Yeah. Sarah Pauly. I don't know. She's she a Canadian was... actress and filmmaker. She was in um, Splice. Do you remember that horror movie where the, she and Adrian yeah. Brody, Brody made yeah. a like sex child? <laughs> <laughs> a sex Not child? from their sex, like a child that ends up as a demon thing that Adrian Brody. I don't know. I don't want to spoil. Anything, Alrighty, then. Sarah Polly. Oh. She was in she was on oh, Sarah Su- Polly. Yeah. Sunset Strip, oh, I think right? Polly. No, you're talking about the uh, from Go, right? Uh, uh, I haven't and seen. And when she in How Harley's uh, How Harley film? Do you know How Harley at all? No. Okay. Have you guys ever seen the Canadian television show Slings and Arrows? I've never seen. It's that. amazing. Uh, I've told that really over good things. Yeah. That. yeah. Um, but this is a documentary that she did. Her mother was an actress and her father was an actor. And uh, Dawn she, of the Dead. That's the no. Oh, oh yes, she is. Yes, okay. yes. Sarah, Sarah Polly. Yeah, yes. blonde. Yeah, I think she might be an Al Hartley. Wasn't she in the, the Sunset Strip show too? Or am I thinking the wrong person? Studio Sixty. Oh no, that's so. Sarah Paulson. Paulson. Yes, no, just to make things confusing. Oh no, you're thinking Sorry. of Jane Pauley. Damn you, Sag. Pauly Shore. I think. I'm clearly understanding. Jane Pauly Shore. I think we've discovered a new character. Let's What's improvise it called again? Okay, I want to make sure I get it's this. It's called the stories we tell, or Thank just stories you. we tell. I think. Oh, that'll be good because I don't yeah. type very fast. But it's a it's an interesting documentary because she finds out pretty quickly that her family is not what she has been told. Oh really? She's documenting her own family. Dude, and I has love that shit. A revelation in it. And the way she structures the storytelling, because she not only does uh, reenactments that you don't even realize are reenactments for a while, because they have some original Super 8 footage, but they kind of meld two things. Then they do interviews, just talking head interviews, and then she has her father write the narrative of what happened, and they also show him recording that and splice (gasps) that in as a sort of narration throughout the piece after the fact. It's it's really really that compelling. sounds amazing. All right, that yeah. sounds really good. I <laughs> yeah. love stuff like that, especially crazy Canadians. It sounds so interesting. Yeah. I forgot the big one. What was the big movie? Thor. Thor. Oh, we, we got to talk about. Now, where do the right? two come together? <laughs> like if you, it was a double feature at the Cineplex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I saw it. I'm, I know Adam did. Karen probably not. No, so I much. didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what'd you think? 
I, I uh, didn't. Uh, what? Didn't, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Adam is our resident I, superhero I, apologist. I am pre-obsessed. I'm pre-obsessed. I was. Pre-obsessed. You, know what, you know what I was watching last night? Green Lantern. Uh, I just shit on it, and I'll still what? watch it. I think I understand what you're saying, because what, what you might have for superhero films, I have for Bond films, and that even the worst ones, I love to watch. And I'm not saying yeah. Thor is one of the worst ones. I think I've just hit my limit with superhero films. I just was not invested. I can't say it's a bad movie. It's pretty well made. Most of the acting's pretty good. I think I just was just, uh, I think I'm just like tapped out a little Interesting. bit. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and people always say, oh, they're releasing so many superhero movies and stuff. I believe there was a time in Hollywood where they released up to three westerns a year. You know, like, <laughs> right. I don't know if we're really yeah. going nuts <laughs> yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you don't really get any westerns anymore. I think that's gonna happen probably for superhero films. Yeah, that's it's true. Coming, winter's well, coming. It yeah. might yeah. hit a hit a wall. Yeah. Well, and hey, it can end. Uh, sorry, and, it, that's right. It can end any day because this is this this amount was unforeseen because I've been such a live action superhero movie. I always loved the live adaptation, like from the Hulk TV show. Oh, yeah, on yeah, as a kid, yeah. Hulk, Wonder yeah. Woman. The, I mean, Christopher Reeve. And yeah. to this day, when's the last time you saw Superman the movie? Uh, about four months ago. I, okay. I watched oh, all the Supermans not too long ago. <clears throat> is yeah. that not what is he doing in that movie? That's just. I don't. I've never seen a performance like it where you're like, this this guy just. I don't. I, there's just something. He is Superman. He he fucking he is Superman. But not only that, the direction in that film and his performance is worthy of like golden age musical comedies. When he's doing Clark Kent and the choreography oh, in the yeah. in the Daily Planet and they're you know s- s- like twirling through doors, yeah. it feels like a classic. And I mean this in the best way. Yeah. Like a, mm-hmm. like a great. Sort of Doris yeah. Day movie, well, and, or and, and you know, <laughs> Metropolis feels that that way too. It feels yeah. like it lives in that era. Yes, oh. even though it's, it's even though it's taller, in the rain. Yeah, yeah. even yeah. though it's yeah. Yeah. you know, even though it's updated to the seventies or whatever, it right. still feels Daily Planet feels old. School. Oh, yeah. I love those. those first two movies. I, I oh. really, really love. It's amazing that the that the look and feel of that first Superman movie is never again replicated. It is the full widescreen, beautiful, mm-hmm. bright colors. Just mm-hmm. everything is just so crisply, perfectly composed. And then the rest of them are just kind of shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I felt that way actually. The last time I went back to Raiders of the Lost Ark, I couldn't believe how. Technicolor, it looked like classic Hollywood. Yeah. That Temple of Doom and Last Crusade do not have. There's yeah. something glowing. There's something soft about it. It's it's. Amazing. I feel like that about yeah. Ghostbusters. It is you watch it way, and though. it's like it magic. Yeah. Look, yeah. those yeah, that's 80s kind of films, timeless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even 80s New York, Superman, Tootsie, Ghostbusters. Tootsie, absolutely. There's something about those films when they're walking through the streets and yep. oh god, it's Superman when he hey Jim, that's a bad outfit. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> and, and, and even with that going on, the crazy pimp that's saying all that, that moment where he turns to him and goes, excuse me. And yes, it's just yes. such a, like, a Christmas reading. He's oh, awesome. No one's, he no one's touched him. No, one's touched him. <laughs> no you're right. Yeah, yeah right. look how hard it was to recast that. Yeah. That is yeah. something. Yeah. Best Bond? Actor? Yeah. I, uh, Daniel Craig. I, and I, my Bond fandom goes back to childhood. I really think he came in and made that thing as good as it can be. Pretty impressive. Uh, and the prestigiousness of the directors now. That yeah. the old, you know, yeah. let's get Guy Hamilton. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah. Now let's, let's get Sam Mendes. Yes. You know, yeah. they're not joking anymore yeah. with this franchise. Yeah. Mark Forrester is uh-huh. no joke either. Yeah. You know, with Finding Neverland and Monsters Ball. Get him to do Bond. <laughs> Naturally. What? I mean, yeah. it just it, it elevates everything. The next one. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. I wish she would. She would be great. Now, yeah. since, since we've got a Bond fan here, I, I, I got a question for you. Now, a year ago for Thanksgiving, they showed all the Bond films on, uh, or they showed a bunch of yeah. them. Actually, it's a super random assortment. Was on <laughs> right. one of the channels and it was shown in a weird order. Yeah, they do. That. I, it's, it's so yeah. Spike, I think, did it. Yeah. 
T-vote all of them, and then just, without even planning, me and my roommate, Steve, watched blonde movies the whole day. God, that sounds like a great day. <laughs> it was a great day, and this was like, you know, this is like Friday. Uh -huh. So we still got Saturday and oh, Sunday, yeah. and we're like, all right, we're watching the rest. And yeah. we went and we, we yeah. rented on iTunes, and then I had like a few that I had ripped from an old uh -huh. DVD, and we just and borrowed some from friends and stuff, and watched every single Bond film. Now, the question I, I, I posed to you at the end of that is the great thing about the Bond films is there is the formula, which is just yeah, wonderful. Sure, it sure. is wonderful to watch them just yeah. slot in. Yeah. And it, and the, the, the catchphrase we, we would say is, we've got lair, because at some point you're in that lair. Yeah. You know, the, the villain's <laughs> yeah, lair. Right, yeah. Skyfall, technically, not really a Bond film. No, and... There's not much no, of the classic formula going on there. It's a better film than it is a Bond film. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Um, but, but I actually that's a had, very had good way to put it. issues with it. Just, I don't know. That formula thing, it, Bond films do a pendulum. So it starts off and the formula gets cemented and it goes to You Only Live Twice where there's a, a layer in a volcano. It's mm -hmm. crazy. The formula's <laughs> yeah, yeah. huge. Yep. It went really big. And so it swings back to Honor Majesty's Secret ah, Service true. where it gets gritty and then goes to the Roger Moore years to Moonraker it gets batshit crazy yeah. <laughs> can you curse on here? yeah oh, oh okay. yeah alright yeah, sure. so then it goes to Four Your Eyes Only which is very realistic and then it gets to Die Another Day through Brazen down to Casino oh, yeah. Royale and it's, it's like a sawtooth wave or that's whatever. true yeah. that's yeah. true they end them yeah. right about when they get at their loopiest yeah like Die Another Day I think yeah. Pierce you know love it, but so think, we've got yeah. a totally goofy Time to uh, Daniel Craig one coming at some point <laughs> well right? I think Skyfall is the first step towards that because they get into some like the Komodo dragons. I liked it. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. That was a classic they, but move. But they get a little goofy, you know? How and, do you... How yeah. do you think they're keeping their audience? I think this is fascinating because I don't know a lot about the Bond films. Yeah. Because I know that the older ones, we were all children and we were into those. And then as we became adults, they started to change as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And now that there's new, there's all the newer kids coming up and they're getting into the movies, how are they doing that? They're just reinventing themselves. And so Connery was the classic Bond. Mm -hmm. uh, Lazenby didn't work for the public so they went back to Connery and then they brought and in Connery a, just did not want to be in that movie no, he, is, back to him. he is is, is that the Vegas through, one that's yeah, the Diamonds, Diamonds of Forever boy that yeah. is a yeah that is a shitty film yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love it for that reason it's one of my favorites oh really because it's just awful it's shot on, yeah. it's, it's shot on a Kojak budget right yeah it's totally a Kojak budget oh it's that movie you, I mean, Sean Connery, you can see his ass at one point in the movie. He's <laughs> hanging right. up his clothes. Yeah. Let me but put that on my but list. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's a rough time for Connery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that Never movie is, but, is a curiosity. But then the next movie, Live and Let Die? Yeah. Out of the gates. Great, I yeah. think. I, mean, I love I, Strange I film a little bit. But yeah. yeah. I, yeah. The voodoo and stuff's a little wacky. But a little yeah. wacky. But I guess no matter what age you are, sex and mm -hmm. hot cars and hot chicks and being debonair and... It's yeah, always it's a in, magic right? formula. Yeah, yeah. There was a period during the Dalton years where the public wasn't really buying it. Um, I didn't mind them, but that was I the like time when I was heavy into Bond. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Um, I have an interesting story about that. If you if you want to, I don't know how much time. Yes. Big, oh, yeah. please. Big action set pieces in that movie. Yes. Talk yeah, about I got sold so, on him finally by my roommate a yeah, year ago, I like and him too. He, that's his favorite Bond. Is yeah. Dalton? Yeah. yeah. He's rough. I give him yeah. that. He's not joking his way he's, through movies. He's the closest to Fleming before Daniel Craig, I yeah. think he was. Yeah, these guys have consequences, you know? Yeah. After a while, bullets were just bouncing off Roger Moore, and it wasn't yeah, as fun to it watch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I uh, last year, when Skyfall was coming out, I had done some little write-ups on the Bond films. I was ranking them, and... Um, 
Anyway, so License to Kill comes along, and I was writing about Robert Davi, the, the villain in that movie, yeah. from Goonies and um, uh, Die Hard, and he's a, just a classic character actor. And so I had had a run-in with him as a performer a long time ago where he was just, frankly, a jerk. Oh, great. And so I was just joking like in, the, in the article that Robert Davi's a dick, and he's the villain of the movie. I made him the villain of the piece. I wasn't even thinking anything about it. Right, Later that he's day, he's not going to read it. No, oh. right. Later that day, I get both an email and a response on the blog saying, why don't you talk to me in person? Could be fun. Like, he was upset and he was angry. What? And I, I, I wrote him back and I went, because he thought I was insulting him politically or something, and I went, uh, and I don't know if he knew exactly what was going on because he wanted an interview. I don't, I don't know what he wanted the publicity. I think he thought yeah, I was a journalist right? or something. Oh, so, please. Okay. Long story short, I wrote him back and went, "Hey, to be honest, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be so snarky, but I did meet you once, and you, you just were a real jerk. But that's neither <laughs> you here had the nor balls there. Balls to write that. I did, and I oh said, but God. but I followed it up with, "That's neither here nor there. Let me take you to dinner, and I will apologize because that was that was uncool of me to do it like that. And I would love to hear you talk about Bond." Next thing I know, we're at a four-hour dinner, the two of us. Oh, oh my God! And, awesome. Uh, just. But only like a percent of it was talking about Bond. I wanted it to be more. And we really Absolutely. hit it off. And he turns out he's a real gentleman. I mean, oh, I intended to buy him dinner. He sneaked the tab. Oh, my God. And this is a great super, story. Super, super nice oh, guy. Really intense. Really passionate politically. But but very, very interesting. Special Agent Johnson? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Special Agent Johnson. Yeah. 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 That's why he... And both of those guys are in License to Kill. Both of those That's true. Ah, right. right. Yeah. That's but, and it's such an ultimate 80s. It's mm-hmm. not only is an 80s Bond movie, but it's an 80s movie. Yeah, yeah. Because it's got those guys yeah, in it. That's and right. Yeah, there's yeah. Just all See, that's of, the thing. The reason he like handled it silver. like that is because he knows how he is. And I have a feeling he wrote back to you because he's like... All right, here we go again. Because yeah. he's used to him, and you're not. What were you writing for? <laughs> no, that's what were cool. Writing I was writing for on my on your personal blog. Your, yeah. My wow. God, you have a yeah. talent for being discovered, my friend. Well, well, find in the you. wrong circumstances. Somehow on this vast internet, you can find Matt. Adam that's and I it. have this series of tweets going out at the movie guys where we will just say something like. So that's all the Natasha Henstridge we're going to get then? Right. Like oh, anybody yeah, that just really? suddenly disappeared? Hey, yeah. so, so is that all the uh, Patsy, Patsy Kenzie we're getting? Right. <laughs> and so I sent one out. I Greta said, uh, so we're done, with, uh, we're done with Casper Van Dien then? And then yeah, I get a tweet that. from <laughs> Casper Van Dien. <laughs> and all it says is, what? <laughs> you should have we invited have dinner, him I, out I, I, to that's dinner. That's my mistake. I should. Now we know. Everyone I had 140 characters. Know. Know. <laughs> wow, that's a great idea. You just fish for the ones like, yeah, Josh Hartnett or Chris O'Donnell. Oh, you know, Josh Hartnett. Who you know is Lord. out there doing their own search for yeah. their hashtag. Yeah. Where is Josh Hartnett? He's right back here. <laughs> the he's holding up the wall. I watched The Faculty in uh, Halloween H2O that he's in both of those in the 90s, and there was this distinct haircut he had. Do you remember this? <laughs> like, like he was wearing a Mo from the Three Stooges wig that had been cut and put lopsided yes, on his head. You're right. It's a phenomenon that never existed before or after. It's like like um, maybe it was a bad haircut. It's like you know price. But it was his thing. If oh. you look it up, he had this in multiple movies. He certainly had it in every paparazzi picture. And I can't wrap my head around it. It's so strange. It's honestly cut purposely bad. And that was his like slacker grunge thing. Or covering something. up like a bald spot or something. No, it, he has a good head of hair. Good it was, hair. I'm telling you, it was a choice. It was oh a weird choice. It was invented for him by him for uh, a yeah, couple Yeah, by years. a blind person. And who, you know, that's add... kind of amazing. I was talking to somebody else we had on about how when you're a certain size name, you can look however you want in yeah. the movie. So he could look different, and like the makeup people could have said suggested something else, but he was big enough to go. No, I'm going with this. 
I think that he had that look cultivated, and they all went, "We gotta capitalize on his teen heartthrob <laughs> thing." That yeah, it was. It, it's all you right. can look Google it up. Nineties Josh Hartnett. He did disappear, <laughs> yeah. right? That's all, right. that's all the heart network getting. I mean, he's probably home <laughs> sticking pins in a Chris O'Donnell doll because at least O'Donnell showed up on TV, right? He's an NCIA. Uh, yeah, well, actually, which I think Josh Hartnett will inevitably end up doing, like yeah. some remake of a classic story on TV. Streets of San Francisco. Oh, with, uh, yes. With Josh Hartnett. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, we're on the verge of the holiday season here, so I want to launch into a holiday movie preview while we have uh, Matt on board. Now, you remember, may remember this scene from Scrooge with Karen's boyfriend, Bill Murray. Oh, I love Mr. Bill Murray. Cross, it's time for your Christmas list. Okay, read me the list. I want to get this over with. Sammy Goldberg. Bethel. Lou Parker. Send him a VHS home video recorder. Colonel Tom Parker. <laughs> The bath towel. Oh. <laughs> Tamara Forstall. VHS. Okay, so you are... <laughs> so you are Frank Cross. Oh, okay, each great. one of you. I get and this based on right. what you yeah. know, or what the, what I'll tell you about the following upcoming holiday time award season films, yes. you tell me whether that film gets a VHS home video recorder. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's the better one, Excited. right? Excited, yeah. 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 Or a bath sure. towel. I like bath okay. towels. All right, it's a simple but, okay. game. Okay. Um, right. The Hunger Games Catching Fire. I'm going to go bath towel because I, you know. Yeah. I'm Anybody? You're going to make money. You want to ride the, the money train? The or? movie yeah, is a bath towel, but my enjoyment of it will be a VHS. <laughs> oh, you know? Yeah, you're right. I have, a, I have a, a guilty pleasure for those movies. That's it's a long story. She, that but chick is super hot. That's why I Yeah, do. I just, the, you can't beat that concept of kids fighting each That's other. Killing each other. Yeah, yes. Royale, VHS. Whatever, you know yeah. what, Matt's bringing me yeah. around. I do yeah. like the idea of children killing each other. How did they so get away with that? I don't get it. Go yeah, with the more up of it, up uproar. Because yeah, we are really, very huh? post-Columbine, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but we're not <laughs> very post-Sandy Hook. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> no, but it's a game. I guess people think, you know, well, yeah. that's yeah, the idea. People got blue hair and shit. You know, I think it's purported to be a comment on society. Like, yeah, but it really is just kind of exploitation. The delivery man. What is oh, oh, it's fun. Gives Vaughn. birth to five hundred. Yeah. Uh, no a towel, uh, please. Towel because yeah. it needs towel. to be clean. Because it, it's going <laughs> to have just too much heart. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. you're going to have to sit through yeah. a third act. Yeah. There's going to be too much heart. That's not how point, we were introduced to this No, and any yeah. movie that is now marketed with a white block font and a red block font, I'm just out. You know, <laughs> I don't know why that's, that's your shorthand line. now. Like yeah. scary movie and it's <laughs> gone to now these movies. It's crazy. Yeah, that's your that's your line. The line you draw in the sand. Yeah, yes, that's right. No uh, weird font. Bad no. font choice. Talk about funk, uh, wonky fonts. Frozen. Disney loves oh, their Disney oh, towel. Oh. towel. I, now. I've seen one poster for it, yeah. so towel. It looks towel. way no, wacky. No, 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 no. Bath towel. Yeah. Bath towel. Uh, Actually, hand towel, not even bath towel. <laughs> Small <laughs> one, yeah. absolutely. Inside Lewin Davis. Oh, uh, oh this movie. VHS. VHS. Oh. In fact, that I'm going to do like uh, three color big screen projector that they would have at Pizza Hut. <gasps> oh, forehead. Yeah. Forehead VHS. Yeah. The I'm going to give them a laser disc. it up yeah. like that? Yeah. 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 Um, laser disc. Yeah. The Hobbit, The Desolation oh. of Smog. Oh, VHS. Bath towel. Yeah, I'll do VHS. I, I enjoy Karen, it. Karen, not surprising with the bath towel. Oh, Those are you... typically <sighs> movies at Christmas where I will go by myself in the afternoon to like an afternoon seating on mm-hmm. stadium seating and I will enjoy it completely but also take a nap right in the middle. <laughs> I know. I fall asleep okay, in the theater. I can Lying respect down. that. <laughs> yeah. I can totally respect I just, it's that. It's a guilt. I just love okay. it. Okay. Yeah, and you're just yeah. enjoying it as it washes over sure. you. you know, All I, right. I, I'll I, give you I that. I gotta tell you, one yeah. of the reasons I like it is, and I did, I actually fell asleep during The Hobbit. But not because it was boring. I did. 
was I was tired. Oh my god! Now it was comfortable. Now they weren't doing. I was comfortable. Yeah, this is the point. This is what I like about these movies is because they did the opposite of Lord of the Rings, which is they took one movie and they made three out of yeah, it. Because yeah. again, as we've said, how many would you make? As you many need as to make a billion per yeah. two. Yeah. Right. Three hundred million. Go ahead and make three. Right. Yeah. But uh, so all this, all the nothing happening. It, yes. They got out of the way in the first movie, yeah. and now that's going to be dragons and spiders oh, yeah, and you yeah. eagles and okay. But <laughs> it's so comfortable going back to that world it after is, three Lord of the Rings is. movies. Well, I mean, Middle Earth. I mean, uh-huh. it's basically a college year's worth of experiences in the first Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm back in college. And know, I wanted to see gonna... the 48 <laughs> frames per second version just for the experience too. Yeah. And then I saw it at the Americana in Glendale, and it was during Christmas time, and I walked out, and they have a snow thing where there's <laughs> a, it's snow. Snowing all throughout that place. So I come out of the Hobbit and it's snowing. Oh, magical. I just had a magical oh. afternoon. <laughs> totally magical. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. Uh, saving Mr. Banks. What is that? Tom Hanks plays Walt Disney. He has, oh, he has to convince right. the, the Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins right? woman. That's great. And uh, yeah, it's about the creation oh, of Mary Poppins. I'd say VHS. VHS, for it's sure. Tom Hanks. And it's Hanks. As soon I mean, as you said that, I was like thinking when VHS. When is Hanks disappointed? Do you remember him disappointing you? Oh, yeah. When? And what? Were you kidding me? No, like the last decade. This what, this what, Captain Phillips is a great return to form. Now I'm talking about uh, Cloud Atlas and Larry. Oh, Brown, I forgot yeah, those right. existed. And that, that one with the World Trade Center, oh. extremely oh, yeah. long, yeah. important. Oh, oh right. the, fucking, the Spielberg <laughs> one in the terminal. Yeah, what the am terminal. I thinking? I didn't even watch his Tom Hanks movie for ten years. With his yeah. crazy I'm accent. Back to the last one. That but you if you go back me. like seven eight years, then you got the Catch Me If You Can Road to Perdition, which is a mm. double feature yeah. that's mm-hmm. fantastic. I'm gonna so, go. It's been a while. So, but uh, Captain Phillips is a huge return to form. I don't yeah. want to end that conversation without saying that he is fantastic. Yeah, in that it's movie. a great movie. So. I'm gonna do bath towel, but an embroidered <laughs> video cassette on it. Like it's it's Ooh. a little bit above a bath towel. Yeah. You know? I'm gonna say a VHS playing a video of a bath towel. Sure. Because <laughs> they could get schmaltzy with saving Mr. Banks if they're right. careful. But I think uh, who wouldn't want Hanks as Walt Disney? It's like I sure. want to see that. So it's a VHS yeah. tape playing a bath towel, exactly. but it's still a VHS. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, Tyler Perry's A Medea Christmas. Alright, here's the thing. I I think paper towel, perhaps, might be a good choice. Uh, I'm gonna do, like, a, one of those bathroom, uh, recycled brown oh no the kind you, you oh I thought you meant the kind you reuse well that too oh, yeah, that, other oh, people that's, better. that's better oh Look, what a waste of nasty my money those were my dad that's cloth is the biggest about. Tyler Perry fan oh, I don't know what to Who say is? my dad oh, is wow. your dad related to Tyler Perry does he just like the goofiness of dressing <laughs> yeah. up like a lady and being yeah he does I think because house? we had such a uh, we'd go to the movies a lot in the '80s, so Eddie Murphy and Beverly Hills Cop, and I really think he has a little bit of that generational and like the clumps. Right? It's not quite racism, but it's sort of like, <laughs> oh, oh, this this black comedian is very funny. And remember he, when you know what Wilson used to make? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got a bit oh, of totally. that. And uh, my dad's fantastic. I That's love him, but hysterical. he does like we'll come over and he'd be like, yeah, have you seen Medea's family reunion? Uh, sit down. We now you're gonna have to have a four-hour you know dinner what? with your dad apologizing <laughs> for these comments. That is so. Cute. You know what though? I love this because I guarantee. It pisses off Tyler Perry that right. someone can't tell the difference between his movies and Big Mama House right. and the Clumps. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that is perfect. He, yeah, he knows that there are different people making them, but to him, that genre does a, it does a lot for him. Yeah. That's so that's cute. Awesome. Yeah. American Hustle. 
David mm. O. Russell film oh. with Christian Bale and mm. Jennifer Everybody Lawrence. Everybody looks all 70s and porny. Bradley and Cooper and oh, Jeremy Renner. Wait a minute. That's one where she looks hot, right? Jennifer oh, yeah. Lawrence. Okay. Yes. I've only seen the poster, but the poster looks, looks awesome. Oh, the trailer's awesome. I'm going to do the all thing right. where you used to be able to rent a VCR player. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they get it for a weekend because I, I, I'm not sure about this yet. You got really? It's yeah. true. I yeah. think yeah. David O. Russell is great with yeah, actors. Yeah, I do too. Despite but the Lily Tomlin about period 70s mob movies that get so indulgent for me that I don't think I can uh-huh. separate it from a, like a Carlitos way or something. So you're saying like a dorm VHS where you, you know, give me your yes. ID, you <laughs> take it up to your room for right. a couple hours. Right. And then you bring it back. You know, and for that's some just reason, me. For some reason now when you mention that movie, I close my eyes and I see that kind of orange color you got from the 70s mm-hmm. that's washing over me now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, yeah. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. All right. Yeah. This is a tough call. Yeah. I I was I wasn't that interested, and then I read yeah. something about it today, where I'm gonna have to say uh, VHS player. Yeah. The trailer right. looks awesome, but sometimes Ben Stiller taking himself super yeah. seriously yeah. is That's like a big I danger. Don't need that. I don't yeah. need that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he's funny within the confines of a big sort of super serious story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, hopefully, he can pull that balance. Out. I hope it's good, but it probably tell. I think forty seven Ronin. I don't know anything about it. I know, I know Keanu Reeves is in it. Um, and it's a big old chopsaki swords and sorcery. Oh, I did see uh, the trailer for it. Yeah, hand yeah. tell. Hand tell. That <laughs> 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 was quick. <laughs> and uh, grudge match. Oh, oh Rocky Stallone versus Raging Bull. Yeah, oh, that How can that be, be good? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be funny, right? The concept we love. we love. I love that yeah. poster. Looks like it might I, be too VHS silly. VHS for the poster. But I think for the movie, uh, towel. Now, you don't have August Osage County on your list. Oh, it is here, yeah. Oh, oh is it yeah. there? Oh, okay. Yeah, we were running out. I couldn't get to a whole right. bunch of August Osage uh, County. VHS well, that. VHS yeah. that. I saw yeah. that. Fantastic. Oh, you saw the movie I got or the little, play? It's not an advanced deal. Advanced oh, deal. Nice. Actually, we've seen, I've seen the play. The oh. play yeah, the play's oh. great, and that they do a great job if they don't change it. You know how they do that yeah, thing where they sure. ask you your opinion? Yes. I was like, don't change it. Oh, wow. We'll see what happens. I, th- I think Good. August Osage County may be the most I've ever heard the name of a movie before the movie came out in my life. <laughs> That's because oh. you're hanging out with me and yeah, everything about. Yeah, for But it just sort of comes up, too, like, oh, also August Osage County. Like, just in conversation. <laughs> and because it, it's a weird name. I don't even know it's, what that means. August. Is it August, August in It's Osage kind of County? like when you uh, yeah, look a at a screenplay. Or is it the August so, <laughs> Osage County? <laughs> no, it's like uh, location and time. So you have your your location is uh, oh, August, August Osage, comma, comma, yeah. Osage County, and it's in August. So it'd be like uh, we're here. We are at the Admirals Club in November. Uh, November, uh, the Admirals. The Admirals Club. Okay, I got gotcha. you. It's very similar to well, what happens here. So then it just sticks in my head. So every time I hear it, even I mean, it's not always just you too. That 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 is said a lot. <laughs> it's just said a lot. I never heard the word Skyfall all the time around Skyfall coming out. I did. Anyway. Well, Julia's paying <laughs> us. So. Uh, okay. Let's do uh, one more because uh, curious to see which way you go on Homefront. What's that one? Jason Statham plays oh. the... Uh, oh, it's Commando. They steal his daughter. <laughs> oh, really? I think. Can but it's James Franco. They do because it's J- Jason Statham moves into some uh, Louisiana backwoods joint. Uh, and his daughter gets in a fight at school. Well, the parents take revenge on him, but then it turns out he's an undercover cop, and the parents who have the kid that the girl beat up are selling meth, so then it's like a cops and robbers thing, oh, but there's... I'll, I'll uh, check that out. It's James, Fran- it's, it's it's James, James Franco. Franco is the villain in a Jason Statham movie, which I kind of got to give yeah, a VHS to that. Yeah, right? sure. I, uh, yeah. I, I think the way I would go with that, because I, I think that it deserves some respect, is a bath towel that you would use to clean your guns and fish. Oh yes, which is a sign we Shop saw in a towel. hotel once. Yeah. Shop towel. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, well, we got uh, one more thing for you, Matter, before we uh, wrap Please. up with you. Five. Said five. What? Yeah, five. And this is Tyler Perry. 
<laughs> That's our theme for five questions yes. for other guests. We, we produce oh. stuff too, like you all oh. fancy. Oh, yeah, like on your show, all fancy. Uh, hours of audio editing. When yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, ours is nothing at all like yours. But anyway. <clears throat> and the Cylon sketch. Did you hear the Cylon sketch? Uh, no, I love Cylon. Uh, question before yeah. we get into five questions. For, for yeah. A, yeah. 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 And one you, question for our guests. <laughs> I get oh, one no. for free. One, one question for, for actual we have guests. A, we have a bit five questions for other guests, but I have a yeah. question for well, actually for Matt okay. Gorley. Lay it on. Uh, um, do you guys actually have the Cylon sound while you're recording it? Do you that, actually flange it or do you do it in post? That is the one thing we don't oh. do in post. It is the most intricate setup to do that. So I can tell because you guys yeah. are laughing at, and you're doing things that you wouldn't just do into the microphone unless you could hear the result of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, James Bladen, who is a good friend of ours, and he does a lot of the music stuff for Super Ego, uh, he and I play the Cylons. Okay. So um, we he has to bring over his giant heavy MIDI keyboard. Oh, okay. That goes into his <laughs> laptop with Pro Tools, and my laptop is running the recording for the microphones. He he and I have to he's Cylon in the key of E, I'm Cylon in the key of C, and we have to hit an octave of each. So whenever we speak, we have to we have to depress two C keys for me to talk. And you have to talk really clearly like this for it to work. And then he so we both have hands on the keyboard from when we want to speak. It's it is the most complicated thing. It's so thing we've great ever to recorded. have two characters that are Cylons and then just of course doing this giving them this full super ego treatment of just where are they going with this? And I yeah. love the imagination that goes into your show. Thank you. That is freaking cool. Thank All you. right. So the first question for other guests if you could fix only one thing about your healthcare website, what would it be? Oh Boy, mine personally or the Obamacare <laughs> website? Well, these are questions for other guests. Let's say Obama couldn't make oh, wait, it. Wait, but wait, I put so it to you. These are people that didn't show up. Yes. But we still want to ask the question. But we just want oh, to ask I the see. question. Oh, yeah. these are good oh questions. I get it. Oh, <laughs> got you. Okay. Well, I have personally used this website. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so Which I, is what a politician would say. It's true. <laughs> it was difficult and it took forever and I had to come back day after day and I eventually was successful and have gotten health care through this website. You look good. Thank you. Yeah. I, I wholly recommend it. Give it time. <laughs> but yes, it was a horrible okay. web design, but a great idea in theory you know, and it will hopefully be fixed. That's that's great. That's actually really great to hear because I don't know who's starting it, but you could tell what? there's a weird little Fox News things that oh, happen. Yeah. When when little phrases come out of people and they're like <gasps> like some, somebody said to me the other day, like, Can you believe only six people sign up for healthcare? I'm like, in the country. And I'm like, <laughs> why do I keep hearing six? Where's six? Who <laughs> started talk, this six? No, it's so there's only not, five right. more people? Yeah. Came <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I pay for my own health care personally, and I got a gold plan on this, and I save uh, $170 a month. Oh, yeah. that's expensive. So whatever that means to you, I'm not trying to Dude, I'm, box, we're but, excited about that because we yeah. pl- pay for our own plan right now, too, and it's not the greatest, and we'd love something better, yeah, yeah. but we can't afford anything better. But so you're saying possibly... We could get something better. I have no deductible according to this. You are sexy. Uh, there's a Shut copay. Up. There's a twenty dollar copay. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's yeah. friggin' fierce. Yeah, it is interesting Gold? to see everyone yelling yeah. about right. yeah. I like about it. how they're pissed the website isn't working for this thing they didn't want in the first place. Get this thing working <laughs> oh, yeah. so that people can get it's, the thing it, we don't want them and, to get. And how can anything that pisses off the healthcare providers be bad? It's absurd. Right? Exactly, because <laughs> they were winning all, of it all is along. Absurd. It it's is absurd. Also, have you heard an opinion about this from someone who doesn't have government healthcare? Most of the opinions I hear. Right. I'm just like, People who uh, have, shut up. Shut up, millionaire with uh, government health care. It's because they have such amazing Cadillac plans they can't understand yeah. Yeah. at all. Now, this is a question. Yes, oh, sorry, sorry. This question is not for you, Matt, but okay. the person we were going to ask this for, 
didn't show up. Okay. But I'll just ask it anyway. Thank you. Yeah. What is the what is the most offensive thing you've ever been called in the locker room? Oh. Well, I have a story. So I went I, I went to high school in Whittier and uh, I was not I was I was so soundly brought up, so soundly middle class. I mean, I lived in a fifties track suburban neighborhood. But Sweet. circumstantially where we lived, or geographically I guess, I went to a very rich high school. And so it was almost all rich hills people, and I don't mean oh. like hillbillies, but like living <laughs> the in the hills. No, I went to school with the, the hill people. Yeah, hill that people would be Aaron, yeah. Yeah. There was a uh, group of, I want to say like <clears throat> 200 or 300 Hispanic students that were bussed in to go to this school. They were called His uh, Expanded Horizons was the name for <laughs> Nice. That. And so you never crossed path was, paths with them except just in the halls uh-huh. and in PE class, because you didn't have the same Wait, uh, academic classes. Did they them. make them go to the trailer that was just outside of the school because no. we had the trailer that was just no. outside of the school. They shared the okay. school proper, but you just didn't have because they had all English as a second language classes and that sort of thing. But PE was the only thing where you crossed over. And so most people I knew all were in a sport and I was not. So I had to take PE. And so it was me and another guy named Freedom Fisher and all of these people that didn't really speak that much English. Great. And so they started the semester by just would just curse at me in Spanish. <laughs> hey, pichiotto, puto chupa mi verga, wey. And I learned to speak that. And by the end of the semester, we were such good friends and we would just talk in Spanish. Get out of here. And, and we would play football. And we I loved those guys. They loved me. Uh-uh. But we would so just speak f- in curse language. I lo- what did you just say? That was I know what good. you just said. Yeah. What did you say? Suck my dick. Yeah. Shut up, say it again. Who called me something horrible? Yeah. Uh, puto. What's that, shithead? What is puto? It's a prostitute. It's a whore. Is it? Oh, no, it's it's puta puta. vagina. Yeah, Yeah. Pinoche. Uh, uh, chupa mi verga, wey, cabrón, pinche joto. How do you figure it out? Do you just go, excuse me, what did you just say? I would just, I would just play the fool and go like, I would say it back to them and and they would (laughs) laugh at me and I knew they were laughing at me and they knew I knew and by the end we just had a mutual respect that was based on them insulting me. I'm so glad that did not end with you being ass raped. That's a real nice story, Oh no, that happened. (laughs) Yeah. But (laughs) we don't have time. We don't have time for that. Uh, I have a question for you for a completely different guest but since you're here, what completely contrived (laughs) off the cuff publicity stunt do you have planned next to help keep your number, your album at number one? (laughs) Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I mean, just off the cuff thing. You know. Jeez, gosh. Uh, I guess uh, I'm gonna just get on a wrecking ball. That's a reference, right? <laughs> Take off some clothes and no, get no, on a wrecking that. ball. You've done oh, that. right. Did you but know? No, I'm gonna do the same thing, nude on a wrecking ball, but actually slam into a building. Right? <laughs> Take a building. Oh, now, will the people inside know it's be... coming or no? Uh, Are you gonna be like a Borat and just smash through the window? <laughs> yeah, no, they won't know it's coming. Well, that be would great. be well, that is brilliant. That would be if. All of a sudden, for example, if we were sitting here and friggin' Nutbar came through here, yeah. wouldn't you be psyched? Miley sure. Cyrus, That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like a living Kool-Aid man, except it, all our bones <laughs> would be broken and blood everywhere. <laughs> you never thought about the real implications of a Kool-Aid. Uh, you know, if yeah. someone's standing there, yeah. he's a murderer. Paul, yeah. Paul you yeah. have to edit that together. Just hate Kool-Aid oh, and yeah. her just going through a friggin' wall. Uh, how will oh, your tonight show be different? God. Yes, tell us. Oh, boy. I'm gonna, if, if it's me... I'm going back to Carson because I'm a huge Carson fan. And if anything, Super Ego has a, a style from it's when Carson used to do this straight man 
comedic character sketch that he and Ed would do. Totally. Aunt Blabby or Art Fern. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would just take it back to 70s Carson, smoking and drinking on the couch, having multiple guests on that have a that's, conversation. That's the key. I love yeah. that too. Yeah. And then just no formula. My know? dream is for a modern talk show to go all period costume mm. like the 1230 that show would yeah. be great you turn on the yeah. seth meyers show and everyone's in period costume yeah they should well with Mad Men being and, so popular and the guests are coming on and, and the hipster thing the movies, but perfect. they're just dressed like a 1976 <laughs> too oh, much marketing great. research and that you have to have the desk on the left and you have oh, to I know. do right. the comic or the music at the end and it's just i don't know i mean i'm a huge letterman i, I love what letterman did too, too. yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So i still those early letterman days yeah can't be beat I'm so in love with Letterman that when we first got the VCR, I think we first got a VCR in 84, Letterman on a couple of years. Uh-huh. My mom, actually, whatever shows on 1230 for since the beginning, of, since forever like I've known the, her. The timer <laughs> got stuck there and it's just... the one she'll watch. Oh. If it's on 1230, she will watch it. Isn't so that like funny? Craig Kilborn, she uh. loved Kilborn. She loves Ferguson. She loves, yeah. Moms love Kilborn though. My mom. And she loved, of too. course, before Letterman was uh, Tom Snyder. Oh yeah, I used to watch uh, the Tom, Tom Snyder. Snyder. I Great. did too. I love Tom Snyder. Love watching him screw up. Oh. So, yeah. Get names wrong. I can yeah. respect that. So meatball. It's time. meatloaf. Yeah. It's meatloaf. So as soon as we got the VCR. That happened. <laughs> Every uh, breakfast was with Letterman, uh, 84, 85, oh, 86 yeah. Letterman. She would watch oh. it the next day? Oh, she'd record it. That's we awesome. still have three or four full years of Letterman on VHS oh, tape. That's great. And they're the good years. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Matt, <clears throat> if you were stranded on a desert island and you could have only one natural disaster, what natural disaster would it be? Well, it would have to be earthquake because, A, I, I do think that that is... Th- Believe it or not, the 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 like least deadly, <laughs> especially if you're in a natural habitat. Yes. And also, I was born and raised in Southern California, so I have a bit of of like of a tough skin built up for earthquakes. And I went through a time right. when I lived in Whittier, where they had the Whittier earthquake in '89. It scared the living daylights out of me. I went home and I built a shelter, and I, I it's what got me into after, science. After it happened. Oh, that is so <laughs> cool. Because I, I, there were people going. After that, all around campus going, this was in high school, going, oh, this is earthquake weather. And Nostradamus predicted this was going to happen. And I was like, something's off about that. (laughs) So I went home and just to make myself feel better, I learned that, no, this is all bullshit. And tell scientists tell me they know when earthquakes are coming. They don't. So you just have to let go a little bit and know that you'll be all right, that buildings are sound and that that science works. We have buildings on your deserted island. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Huts. Yeah. (laughs) Sec- secondary question: yeah. If you could have only one disaster movie with you, which disaster oh, movie would it be? Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh god! I feel like I want to give this question due time. <laughs> All right, we'll come back to it. Oh. But now I, I'm not going to be listening to anything. <laughs> All I can think of is is the the one I don't even know what his name is. It Peak or something? Dante's Peak. Yeah. Oh, Dante's Peak. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one? That Volcano. Volcano. Those are yeah. scary. Volcanoes scare me because it's so dangerous, but it moves Volcano so slowly. That was a horrible movie. Yeah. Well, not the movie, just oh, in okay. general. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So, God, what do you? I mean, you've got earthquake. You've got the the, the day swarm? after tomorrow. The swarm. Um, you've got Killdozer, right? <laughs> uh, Is I there don't a know. snow? Oh well, and of course there's yeah, uh, the day after Piranha tomorrow. the Spawn. Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. Oh right. Airport, all the airports. Yeah. Airport 79, that the Concord. I would dream about that as a kid. I don't know why. The uh, the image of a plane coming through the window. Of the airport. Yeah. yeah Have you seen classic. The Impossible? 
That movie no, scared the no, shit out of you. I watched the trailer to that and said, I will not watch this movie because <laughs> Thank you. it I just agree. feels like I will weep like a baby. Yep. And I, I looked at it and it reminded right. me of my girlfriend. And I'm like, I can't, no. I can't take, I'm at a point in my life, I'm at an age where I don't like to watch sad movies because <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't had a sad life. But Lee, who's time, in your seat, yeah. says the same thing. I'm no, just like, why right. do I want to yeah. be sad for two hours? Yeah, oh, yeah, that, that yeah, uh, where right. Hugh Jackman and uh, Terrence uh, Howard have their kids taken Prisoners. or whatever. Oh, Prisoners. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's good, I bet 12 Years a Slave is a wonderful movie. <laughs> I'm not going to see it. <laughs> and it's just, I just, I just don't want to feel bad. I want to feel sad. Sad, yeah. Uh, last question for you, Matt, before we let you go. What you're, you list yourself as a doctor on Super Ego. Yes. Explain your degree. Oh, yes. You're, PYT? Yeah. yeah, what is that? Well, PYT. Jeremy's a PhD, and I'm a PYT, and it comes from uh, the Michael Jackson song. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Pretty young thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's the other thing about Super Ego, is like all this crazy sketch stuff is, is, is labeled with some sort of psychological analysis for some uber plot to the show that's you know, <laughs> that makes no an sense. afterthought. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Like but Mr. a great Science framing Theater. device. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll give it up for Matt Gorley. Yay! Yay. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. Oh, nice. there you go. Look at uh, that. Rainbow right. curtain opens there up. There you go. Oh. Uh, thanks for coming to the Admirals Club. Now, make sure to go to superego.com or search Super Ego on iTunes for more of the absurdist podcast Matt is dishing out. Uh, we're going to get Lee back in here in a few minutes and fire up Karen's birthdays. Matt Gorley. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Oh, that turned into a bond conversation. That was <laughs> exhilarating. <laughs> Just watched the documentary on Netflix on Carson. Yeah. Man, that fucking Carson, man. He was something, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. He was an empire. They hammer himself. it home so much in two hours. Just how great Carson was. Yeah. yeah. I really miss Carson. Somebody made the greatest point in the documentary, too. I think it was Conan, which was... Or, no, maybe it wasn't Conan, uh, but it doesn't matter. But somebody said, the point everybody really missed... In the whole fight of who's going to take over the Tonight Show and all this sort of stuff is the the, the final thing is it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's not Johnny Carson. Not it's not the yeah. Tonight Show. So it's just another show now. It's so just everybody a time, thought they were going to. Yeah. It's just a time slot. It's, yeah, it's still just another show with Jay. I hate to say it, and yeah. being yeah. a guy who's been yeah. an adult through all of that, through him taking over it, and through him no. giving it up again. There's not a signature on it. There has been no Johnny Carson. You know what? Fallon I, is not going to bring that back. No. I, I got to tell you, I was just watching the Pete Holmes show. I saw a couple tapings, and he has a really unique, different feel about his show. Yeah, he's and I deliberately different. I really like it, and I think it's going to speak to the new audience that's coming up because the uh, audience I was sitting there with was uh, a bunch of women, you know, 30s, whatever, and then a bunch of dudes in their 20s who weren't, they weren't like obnoxious. Or annoying. They were smart. They were fun. It was kind of cool. I really like what Pete Holmes is doing with his show because uh, he, he basically takes every sort of thing that I, I, I joked when the Jimmy Kimmel show came out. I'm like, do they have to bother to pitch these shows? I, here's what here's what I think my show is going to be. <laughs> right. I'm going to come out, tell a couple topical jokes, then I'm going to do sort of a comic bit, and then we're going to interview three guests. Are you going to have a sofa? And then a band, a sofa. desk. Yeah, I think, Sold. Yeah. I think we're gonna go desk and sofa. Yep. You know, it's like yeah. musical guests, the whole deal. So yeah. yeah, so I like that Pete completely. Yeah, he doesn't not have a topical monologue. He doesn't and, have yeah. a sofa. He has two chairs. Stools. Yeah, yeah, yeah stools. He does the... He's raised up a bit. He doesn't yes. want the guests hanging around. That's why I have stools at my house. You can sit down and have a soda, but then out the door, buddy. <laughs> I don't think we're changing the format of Karen's birthdays, oh. but here they are anyway. <laughs> Let's start off our birthdays this week by wishing a happy birthday to Leonardo DiCaprio. Happy birthday, there Leo. There we go, who turns 39 but can play anywhere from a young Mason Capwell 
on Santa Barbara to the no. Great Gatsby. He played wait. young Mason Cap. Yes, isn't that cool? Uh, on the, wait a minute, on the soap opera Santa, Santa Barbara? Barbara, the yeah. soap opera with Ridge and Brooke and Forrest and Dude, all those other wildlife. He played Mason and the great Lane Davies as oh. Mason Capwell. And he was young. And Mason he was Capwell. young. Yeah, that's wow, kind of crazy. This is like superhero movies for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> See, you don't understand. Yeah. All through the seventies, I had all these bad, uh, you know, I look at old Search for Tomorrow clips, and I'd see great actors. I'm waiting for the great one day when Santa Search. Barbara comes, up, and then it comes out, and I go to the and I watch it, and it's anyway. I'm starting, trying Barbara, to do an Adam Bold, <laughs> bold and the beautiful. Now, this is yep. kind of uh, Leonardo grew up in what we call the well, what he also called the slums of Hollywood. And I imagine when I tell you where it is, you'll all agree. The corner of Hollywood and Western. Oh, yeah. yeah. And for some reason, I keep thinking that's where you had your bike accident. Uh, food, food for is less? that where you had no, your bike but that, accident? But that's the main intersection because I, okay. I, I lived uh, down. You know, on uh, Western and Beverly, and you to catch the train, you would go up there in that intersection. But what was really funny is one night my roommate and I were, were living in this area, mm-hmm. and we we're watching the movie The Howling. And at the beginning, there's a woman who is in the worst part of LA to, to right. get to the bottom of a shitty, <laughs> shitty story that can only take place in the worst fucking place. And they go, uh, uh, Western and Melrose. And it's like, I'm like, Jesus Christ. You're like, like, that's where I live. That's why that one adult porn shop is still there. Like, you know, I knew where they were. Yeah. Like, I want to live on Yucca the rest of my life. Exactly. So I, uh, I found, as I was doing my research, that we probably could have guessed this, but Leonardo, he's just like one of us. He doesn't really have many extravagances. He says he doesn't fly private jets. Just he like us. Just like us. He doesn't so have bodyguards. <laughs> and he doesn't buy crazy things. But of course, we all know he dates supermodels. Yeah, just, just like us. Just, just like, like Lee. <laughs> just like Lee. I don't fly jets. No. Just like Lee. Yep. <laughs> He does and drive a Prius to get him that, yeah. does he? Now, dating a supermodel, that's going to cost you, though. That's like oh, that's oh, why I right? think that's why he can't <laughs> Your afford Your money is simply repurposed. Any of the other things. <laughs> Next up, let's wish a happy birthday to our birthday girl, Anne Hathaway, <gasps> who oh. turns 31, but can play anywhere from a princess to a disease-riddled whore. I love mm, that that yummy. whole bit. What is that from? We- Richard, uh, Richard Gervais, where my boyfriend is in there. He's like, she was riddled with it. Riddled with AIDS. With, with oh, AIDS. Yeah, yeah, she was riddled on, with AIDS. Uh, <laughs> question. Life's too short. Yes. Yes. Is she, is she attractive? Ah, that brings me to my next question. I personally find Anne Hathaway attractive because I like it that she made it okay to have a big nose. A nose that can hold its own with big eyes and a big mouth. I can respect that. If you've seen the I'll, video, you'd understand. I like the big <laughs> eyes, but the head's kind of tiny, right? Her head's kind of tiny, and she's got <laughs> big features. But this is a thing that people are saying. They're calling it... Hatha haters. A lot of people do not, especially women, do not like Anne Hathaway, which I will now bring Lee's question to the table. Do we like her or don't we like her? I like her. I like her, but I don't, and I think she's attractive, but I don't think she's sexy. And here's why. This Uh, is actually a compliment. You're a Hatha hater. Shut up. It's just a fucking opinion. Hashtag Hatha hater. This is what happens when <laughs> everything on your face is a little too perfect. It's all big oh, and perfect. Yeah. It's all, her eyes are perfect. Her nose is actually kind of perfect. Her nose is kind of big. But it's a perfect shape. It's long. Her mouth is no, perfect. But when you put don't. all that perfect together, you kind of go, oh, it doesn't you look right. kill me with her nose is perfect. You put it Everyone on a tiny face. That's big. a problem. Tiny and head. you put it on that's the it. face the size of a good tomato, and that's <laughs> it. All right. Well, here's something that I thought was kind of interesting. So I will say this. Oh, yes, she Paul. continually Cantaloupe. surprises me as an actress. Catwoman, for example. Continue. Sure. Of also, course, never thought you'd pull that off. Of now, course, I want you to think about these two, and this will make it a little clearer, and I think Lee was hitting on this a little bit. If you had to decide which was more of the perfect woman 
Anne Hathaway or Jennifer Lawrence, which direction would you go? Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, Why? Probably so. Jennifer Lawrence, right? Because she, she doesn't look like you break her in half. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got fat cheeks. So, yeah. yeah now, check no this deal. out. So, there is this whole I'm article written uh, in New York Magazine, and they said that we simply don't find successful, perfect women all that likable. Adding that women prefer sassy best friend types like Jennifer Lawrence, where their Oscar night podium stumbles and self effacing jokes about yeah, spanks true. and cheesesteaks. Lee, now would you kick either sweetheart. of them out of bed? No, but I will say also in Anne's, uh, not defense, but yes. um, she is amazingly charming. Every time you see her yeah. on The Tonight Show, she's affable. She's, but so is Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, she's she freaking funny. But we're talking purely physical, right? We're talking physical. Oh, I'm talking right? about hanging out. Jennifer Lawrence is funny and oh, cool. Oh, I would hang out with either of them. But. I know. <laughs> see, but the thing <laughs> about Anne is naked. when she hosted the Oscars, Anne Hathaway was seemed it? all kinds of nuts. Yeah, a little well, weird. Yeah. Like flailing and being crazy. Very musical theater please like me, uh, I'm performing. That's why when her you know? Catwoman performance especially surprised me because it was very controlled mm-hmm. and very purpose and so I, I hope I would like hanging out with her but I think I would enjoy spending time with Jennifer Lawrence I'm sure if you, you would, would allow that honey <laughs> sure as long as I can watch if you can set it up Paul have at it that's tough because Jennifer Lawrence is an X-Men anyway move on uh, move anyway on. and lastly <laughs> I know it's hard we're all busy talking about beautiful people so I have one more perfect person to wish a happy birthday to and mine's not until next month Other than Lee, it's Ryan Gosling. (laughs) Happy birthday. He turns (gasps) 33 but can play anywhere from a super nice guy to a total and complete asshole in these movies. Which brings me to my fun new family game, Asshole or Not. (laughs) I'll give you the name of Ryan Gosling movie and you tell me whether or not he is an asshole in it or not. Not. All right. Murder. Yes. Are there wrong answers? No. (laughs) There are no wrong answers. Murder by Numbers. Murder by Numbers. He was in that, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, a, it's a law movie. Uh, he's not an asshole in that, I don't think. He's an asshole in that. <gasps> Is he? He's an asshole. Uh, yeah, what's he he's doing kind of a one? bad guy. It's a Sandra Bullock thriller. He's oh. mean yeah, to Sandra Bullock, it. so he's an asshole. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> Lars <laughs> and the Real Girl. Not oh, an asshole. Not an asshole. Innocent it depends. Guy. He's kind no, he's of creepy. a weirdo. Yeah, but that's but not, not an being an asshole. asshole. Yeah. Right. For the record, I think we'd all like to hang out with Sandra Bullock, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Right, continue. She combines both of those things. The Believer. Have you heard of this movie? Yes, I have. Yeah. Put him on the map. Not an asshole. That? Not an asshole. He's I'll not an no. asshole I'll if you no. like Hitler. Damn, I just took a yeah, guess. Yeah, just I a swear good I guess. Good guess. <laughs> Never heard right, the movie. You'll get took this one. The Notebook. Oh, not. Not an asshole. No, but that whole movie's an asshole. fantasy man. Now I remember what The Believer is. Yeah. And then also Blue Valentine. Not, right? Paul, Asshole. Paul's, I've not seen it, but Paul's like, I oh. was listening to a clip from something. I thought it was a Sweetie Pie and I wanted to Apparently it's a no, total a horribly, uh, awful guy. Uh, Blue Valentine with, with Dennis Hopper? No, with Michelle Williams. There are a couple what that should not of? be together, oh. and it doesn't go well. What's the Dennis Hopper? What was, blue? The, big contro- Velvet. Velvet. What was Velvet. the big controversy about that movie? Yeah. Everyone was whisper chatting, whisper Sex chatting. Scenes. Oh, yeah. is that it? Put it close to NC-17. You see a dick or something? Yeah. yeah. Do we see his dick? Yeah. Yeah. It was Ryan Gosling. Oh, that's right. Uh, and lastly, Ryan's Drive, <laughs> asshole or not? Not at all. That was a great freaking he movie. Could, he's kind of a dick, I thought. He's an asshole, though, but he's my right? kind of asshole. Uh, in that movie. I think this is where the line gets blurred. He's yeah. an asshole who's a hero. Who's yeah. a hero. And lastly, you know all of you know how much I love when celebrities sing. So I'm bringing you... <laughs> oh, do we got another cut <laughs> this yes, week? Yes, a super oh, special treat. Because not only does Ryan Gosling sing in this one, he also wrote it. And he performs <gasps> it with his band, Dead Man's Bones. Oh, do they all have bands? All right, let's see if I can hit the post. 
Here's Ryan Gosling singing In the Room Where You Sleep. Yeah, you missed it. From the movie The Conjuring. He sang a song in The Conjuring? And wrote it. It was used in The Conjuring. This is him? Here he comes in. You'll hear his voice. Oh, that's not him. All right, well, that wraps another movie showcase. Wait, did we talk about movies enough? (laughs) (laughs) Together we are the movie guys. Individually we are. Hey, guys. Follow us on Twitter at The Movie Guys and Facebook, facebook.com slash The Movie Guys, YouTube, uh, Instagram. We've been very busy on there lately, so check out Instagram. Uh, and thanks to Matt Gorley. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend looking him up on Sorry Drunk History. Sorry we had to History. toss you out while he was in here, yeah. Lee. Yeah. Taking one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> they have full episodes of Drunk History on ComedyCentral.com. Oh, Go look I forgot for to mention. He does the one with Watergate, right? Yeah, it's great. Oh, and that is I my very favorite that. Drunk yep. History line. Of course, we had so much shit to talk about with him. But I wanted to tell him that is the best line in Drunk History is the one where he goes, uh, I was going to call him Deep Cover, uh, but I think we should call him Deep Throat because of the... Pornogra- pornography movie with natural ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's spoken by Craig Kukowski. Uh, <laughs> natural ladies. But that's him that's drunk telling that story. God, that's awesome. Oh, that's, oh he got drunk yeah, for one. Yeah, he's the drunk. Uh, yeah, yeah, twice, the, actually. The, Did the Alamo one, too, I believe. Oh, oh I don't so, think yeah. I've seen that. But uh, anyway, go to super uh, go superego.com as a website. And thanks to Steve Scholes for all his writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.